Friday, everybody, and things are rocking this morning. Got a couple of articles that are catching my attention that I can't wait to dig into listen to later on. One is an article called There is Nothing Virtuous About Finding Common Ground, and it's written from a left-wing perspective, which I appreciate. Because, actually, the right ought to take up the same kind of mantle, because I've always said for a long time that bipartisanship is overrated and that people who are finding common ground or wanting common ground to be found are usually the people on the left who just want you to agree with them. And that's why you have this whole divided nation thing and you have this idea somehow that the president's divisive, so therefore uh, everybody ought to beat each other's ass uh, and, and, and invade restaurants and yell at people and that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of what you're getting from the left. We've already established that the left uh, is the one that owns the violent rhetoric and the idea that somehow President Trump is the cause of all this, including this whole bomb, this bullcrap bomb thing, uh, is, is we all know that what they're saying is wrong. We all have tape of everybody from Madonna to the Maxine Waters to the rest of the gang all threatening and encouraging violence. So we don't need to actually establish that anymore. I could play a tape after tape after tape. 
Uh, so the time is not the t- time is not now to surrender and to decide that we're no longer going to uh, fight for what we believe in because we've been bullied and pushed around and told that if we dare open our mouths, another pipe bomb will be found at somebody's house. We don't give a rip. These are all, this is a bunch of phony baloney crap and I'm not buying any of it and I'm seeing the map and, oh, look at the map of all the bombs. Yeah, right, whatever. This is all, in in my opinion, I'm, I, I do not take what is happening seriously and you could you can yell at me scream at me do whatever you can think i'm not being right or that i'm encouraging terrorism which i'm not all you want but this doesn't add up none of it does it doesn't add up any more than the caravan adds up it never added up more than the Kavanaugh accusations add up and the left has a history of bull crapping their way through life, which is kind of what they do. They're fake. They have nothing going for them. So they just call everybody racist and they, uh, you know, uh, they adopt this, uh, this crazy idea somehow that uh, they're going to recruit a bunch of Central Americans to start marching 2,000 miles in a matter of 10 days uh, to uh, the, the border. It, it just nothing is credible when it comes to how the left operates. They just have not established that credibility. And hopefully the midterms will establish once and for all and and, and push their heads underwater further uh, and and finally be rid of these people uh, from the uh, public discourse point of view. I don't mind hearing their points of view, but we've about had it with their attacks of racism and misogyny and all the other stuff that they keep on uh, kabuki theorizing for us. This, This is all for show. You know, what they do is all theater. They have no substance. The economy is moving in spite of them, and we're leaving them behind. Hopefully the midterms will establish it. I think they think this whole bomb thing is going to help them somehow, and and suddenly we're going to be sympathetic to Maxine Waters. Well, uh, when monkeys fly out of my ass, we'll be sympathetic with Maxine Waters, let's put it that way, or for Hillary Clinton or whatever. So uh, anyway, I've kind of just – now is not the time – to decide we're all going to sit cross-legged on the floor just because there's been some kind of a bomb scare and it's our fault. That now is not the time to go ahead and shut our mouths and keep our mouths shut. We're, we're not going to be the Megyn Kellys of NBC News. Did you see, have you seen Oh, and the other car article, by the way, that I saw that is catching my attention is uh, Ben Sass is everything wrong with elite conservatism, which I love. It's by Kirk Slichter. One of my favorite writers, and so I can't wait to delve into that with you. Sonny Wilson is going to be in in uh, just a little bit. He's going to be coming back because they wound up having to cancel that Sheriff Joe event at Cafe Napoli, but have since moved it. And so Sonny's going to be in to talk to us about how they're going to move it and what they're going to do and where they're going to go uh, with uh, Sheriff Joe coming in for Sandra McDowell because uh, there were people who were threatening uh, Cafe Napoli, and so Napoli didn't want to, rightly so, didn't really want to be involved in that. It, that's a, it, geographically, that's a difficult place to be, uh, and it's it's a hard place to be, and, and it's on that corner there, and you you never know what's up, and it's just hard. So I think they're uh, they're moving it, uh, which is fine. Uh, Sonny's going to come in and tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on there. But yeah, did you see what's what's been happening with uh, Megan Kelly? Now I never thought really that I would. Uh, 
be defending her. I have a great deal. I had a great deal of bitterness against her uh, from the 2016 elections. I thought she treated uh, President Trump poorly. Uh, she was not a good. That was none of that was a good look for her. And so I had a great deal of resentment for her. Uh, but I have a great deal of uh, of love for the truth and uh, love for decency. And what happened to Megyn Kelly over her inane, innocuous blackface reference for Halloween costumes has been nothing short of a travesty. And the reason why I have some degree of symmetry and, and empathy for the situation is because this kind of thing happened to me where you had just a bunch of gutless people mixed with resentful people, mixed with jealous people, and suddenly you're run out of town on a rail. And that's what happened to Megyn Kelly. There's there's story after story about how NBC News and the people at NBC were continuing to push uh, this story. In fact, there's a story on Mediate right now, uh, and it's an opinion piece. Why is NBC News actively hyping Megyn Kelly's blackface comments? Well, you have to understand, if you go back in history and go back in time, and and again, I'm more than happy to defend uh, Megyn Kelly even though much of what she did in 2016 to me was not defensible. And so I had a lot of problems with her. But again, when something is wrong, it's wrong. And so I'm going to stand up for what is right when something is wrong. And this is wrong, what happened to Megyn Kelly. And believe me, it's, it happened to me. And it will happen to you if you if you don't watch out. Uh, Megyn Kelly's main problem, by the way, as you know, you just, you saw the writing on the wall when she was on NBC and she was often talking to uh, in defense of Brett Kavanaugh, and it wasn't really in defense of Brett Kavanaugh as oh, there's Kathleen Felon. Hi, mother-in-law. Hi, mommy-in-law. She's up there in Cape Cod with. Uh, uh, a couple of her friends and, and with my father-in-law, and they saw the Kennedys at the Kennedy compound. There were a couple of Kennedys up there at the compound in uh, in Hyannisport. So that was, that was pretty cool. Surprised it got as close, considering how kind of hypersensitive everybody is about the movements of people these days. It's um, they, they still got up, but they had innocent faces, let's put it that way. And, in fact, Joe Kennedy was up there, uh, and I think Chris, and thanked them for their uh, – for their service, because uh, both serving in Vietnam, both the guys, so it was pre- it's pretty cool and uh, nice little story there. But anyway, back to Megyn Kelly. So Megyn Kelly, during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, uh, was very vocal in defense of the truth, and uh, the the and it was good, but but it rubbed people the wrong way because Megyn Kelly was one of those folks who went on and even as an analyst and said, you know. There's no corroborating evidence to support these charges against him. And, and so and they said, well, you're defending Brett Kavanaugh. And she goes, no, I'm not defending Brett Kavanaugh. I'm, I'm defending uh, the truth. I'm defending innocent before proven guilty. That's, that's all. That doesn't seem to be a hard concept. But she didn't make it a lot of friends over there at the network, which was actively, uh, actively promoting and actively campaigning against Brett Kavanaugh. And so 
you knew that was coming and you knew that was happening uh, and and you saw that people weren't really happy with her even though her audience was uh, and her, her ratings weren't good and but but people resented her there uh the women were intimidated by her clearly uh she clearly probably if they had developed her enough would have had a place on NBC i didn't think that configuration was going to work cuz i think thought people still didn't like her from her days over at Fox News, and 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 she wasn't certainly going to get any fandom from me. I uh, didn't like her activities during the 2016 campaign. I thought they were awful, but that doesn't mean people ought to lose their jobs. Uh, and and me not liking her doesn't mean she should be pushed out of a job. I've seen this happen before. Uh, it happened to me. This blackface comment was innocuous and completely just not. The, the reaction to it was way over the top, and uh, would would I have said that? No, probably not, but again, the reaction to it was way over the top and way out of line, and it was the same thing that happened to me, and so when same things happen to me that happen to other people, I don't care what their previous actions were or what have you. Uh, I don't like it, and I'm going to stand up for it, and so Megyn Kelly is getting... Uh, a complete hosing here, and there's speculation she's going to come back to NB uh, to Fox. I guess it's a possibility with the Murdoch sons operating the joint now, but we'll see. And uh, this is uh, what NBC wound up doing is uh, like the Andy Lack, who was the NBC news chief, was at a town hall meeting and threw her under the bus, and Lester Holt. On NBC News, they covered her comments on NBC News. They would never have done that with another correspondent who in any way, shape, or form held their same liberal views. They never would have done that. And I'm not quite sure whether Megyn Kelly is liberal or not, but I know that she stood up for the facts when uh, when when Brett Kavanaugh was being railroaded, and that pissed a lot of people off. And so this is... This is what happens when when people are jealous of you and people don't like you and people are trying to derail your career. They'll bring up anything in order to get you out of their midst. And the Kavanaugh thing really did her in because NBC would have none of this objective reporting on Brett Kavanaugh. That was just not something uh, they were supportive of. So uh, that's that's the deal. They they. Uh, they brought it up and and pushed it into other other scandals, uh, even even to the Harvey Weinstein thing. The Today Show uh, definitely went out and totally condemned her comments. Al Roker was bitching about it, and uh, they they covered the story like you wouldn't believe. And and they're all very sensitive over there at NBC because, of course, they've covered up. Uh, sexual harassment and everything else are an awful organization over there. And so, hi, Julie. Good morning over there. Hey, John. How's it going? Hey, Kathy. Hey, Father Tom. Uh, they, yeah, they they uh, covered this in an unusually over-the-top fashion. And so now Megyn Kelly's quite likely out of a job or at least out of NBC News. And then people were uh, her – people who were her – representative or agents uh, are no longer part of her deal anymore and so that that's a that's a that's a thing too they nobody will touch her over comments about i mean these comments were not wasn't that big of a deal 
And she wound up yesterday, played that apology for you, going on NBC and crying and everything else. I mean, what is this world coming to where people – it depends on your, your, your stance because you're never going to get anybody uh, – you're never going to get anybody crying like, like Maxine Waters. You think Maxine Waters is going is gonna to cry and apologize for sicking Americans onto other Americans? No. But there's Megyn Kelly. Up there on TV having to weep and cry and, and beg for her dinner. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Do you see Maxine Waters, by the way? I mean, this takes, you talk about black privilege. This takes a lot of, a lot of privilege here for you to, after, you know, I'm talking about after being on record, on videotape, as screaming, Yeah, go after him. Yell at him. Scream at him. I mean, this is her back in the day, and this is her now. She She's able to come on her videotape and actually act like she never said any of that, and that this bomb scare, which, again, I believe is a complete fabrication, it's a total hoax, they're they're finding that these bombs weren't even weren't even able to be detonated if somebody put a blowtorch on the damn things. But anyway, Maxine Waters winds up has the audacity and, in my opinion, the black privilege uh, of being up on a tape and, and and actually saying this. Can you believe it? I mean, unbelievable. What kind of world are we living in where Megan McCain makes some offhanded comment about Halloween costumes and winds up on videotape crying and humiliating herself to the rest of the nation, to the, to the left-wing bullies out there and the left-wing tribunals out there? And Maxine Waters can get up here with a straight face after this bomb fabrication uh, thing and 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 actually act as if this is Donald Trump's doing that violent rhetoric belongs to Donald Trump unbelievable yeah right for the kind of violence we're seeing I mean this is a woman who was on tape encouraging people to attack other people while they're going about their daily business and she can still get up there and I mean and is there a news organization on the planet that will call her out on this? No, because she's black. And they don't mess with black people. Look what happened when Megyn Kelly talked about, the, even talked about blackface for Halloween costumes. Look what happened to her. So is Fox News even going to tackle this Maxine Waters tape and just call out the absolute BS? Because nobody else is going to do it. Nobody, nobody else will tackle this thing, but she's able to get out there and say this. I mean, it's. Uh, I think hear the more? president sure, of the United States should take responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so 
the dog whistle. Oh, and by the way, talk about those people. I think I guess she's referring to the caravan or whatever. You should see the videotape released by a citizen in one of the cities of Mexico that this caravan passed through. It's unbelievable. The, 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 the trash and the crap and the food and the donated clothes they all left behind. These people aren't hungry and unclothed. They left it all in the gutters of this city. You should see this video. The kind of violence that we're it's seeing. It's unbelievable. Uh, for the first but time in different anyway. ways. So Maxine is now out there, and I guess she's raising money on it too. And now, and now she's just pretending. Oh, and and this is the problem with the whole bomb scare thing and everything else. This was a just add water. Democrats are victims. Vote for us in 2018 because President Trump and Republicans are mean. That's what this is all about. This is this is a hoax. And 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 I, I'm really very anxious to see who who put this whole thing together. And just look at the usual suspects who are exploiting uh, this situation. Now, it's possible it could be some crazy right-winger uh, who – and it's, it's highly possible. Uh, but in my opinion, it's unlikely. And we'll see. I've been wrong before, and we'll see how it all shakes out. But it just doesn't – It's this thing stinks to high heaven. I think the if president they ever of the actually United find States out has been who dog whistling uh, to his constituents, because here's the deal, making them and I know believe this is going to sound their crazy. problems are caused by those people over. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but but what isn't crazy these days, right? What, why why not just throw it out there? So we have already proof that there were elements of the FBI and the deep state that had zero interest in seeing President Trump succeed and in seeing his presidency succeed. And you had even people within the FBI who were actively plotting to take the president down. You have the John Bre- who's talking most now too John Brennan who got one, who, who got a who got a, a bomb right or a, a middle envelope or whatever and James Clapper and all those guys they're all talking a lot about this so let me just uh, throw this out there and. Wonder whether or not there are people who are really truly interested in finding out who did this, at least before the midterms. And let me throw this out even further, since crazier things have happened. I mean, if you've got a if you've got a Supreme Court nominee who is accused of masterminding gang rape at a college campus or in high school or whatever it was, uh, anything can happen. Anything can happen. If you've got a Maxine Waters who can go out there and actively promote civil war and yet come back and make a tape like this, I mean, this is unbelievable. So anything can happen. So I'll just throw this out there. Is this the insurance policy? 
is is this part of the insurance policy? This whole bomb scare, this this fake Democrats are all victims story that we're hearing now. Is this is this the effort on the part of certain people who have a certain level of power to actually just create this? It's interesting how a person, by the way, uh, these are all people who are very protected and highly protected individuals. Uh, and, and it's interesting how there's not one slice of videotape of anybody delivering anything or doing anything. Isn't that interesting? How there's not one Soros, there was shit. So there's not a camera anywhere near Soros's house, anywhere near Clinton's house. Anywhere near post offices or wherever else these places are going, they don't have they don't have one shred of videotape of the person doing this, or, or or even a courier. Now in New York yesterday, they talked about how they did have some videotape of a uh, of a of a, a courier. I think they said they had a lot of videotape, but but where's where is all the tape? Because, hell, you have somebody uh, shoplifting. You've got, you've got nine different angles of it. Or out on the street, every time you turn around, there's yeah. videotape and of somebody doing something. Go to LiveLeak, the website LiveLeak.com. The the there are cameras all over the place. But it's interesting how there hasn't, there's not one camera. Ten different envelopes, ten different deliveries, ten different mail rooms, 10 different addresses, and there's not one shred of videotape of anybody? There's not one ounce of evidence they've been able to put forth except showing us the, the, the labels and all that kind of stuff? Why is that? I don't know. Again, to me... Uh, anything is possible, especially in this environment. Anything is possible uh, considering what we're seeing in front of us, which is complete craziness. Megan Kelly makes an innocuous remark about blackface for Halloween, and suddenly she's out of a job. It just so happens Megan Kelly was a... Uh, was an active supporter of getting to the truth about Kavanaugh. So she wasn't like, so they just kind of offed her that way. I mean, Brett Kavanaugh, suddenly he's he's up for nomination, and we've got three different cases all turning out to be complete bullcrap. No consequences for Avenetti, no consequences for any of these people throwing out these lies. They just made a run, and it failed, and on to the next story. I mean, this is a, this is a crazy world, and... What you're seeing before your eyes is never really what it is. It's always some plot. It's always some some background conspiracy to get rid of people who you simply don't like or don't agree with. That's what's going on. And so, yeah, anything's possible. This could be a complete. This could be James Clapper putting these bombs together. As far as I'm concerned, I'm honestly, I honestly don't put it past any of these people. And now suddenly, yeah, okay, bomb suddenly, yes, uh, Trump's rhetoric. When they have miles of audio tape of liberals and Democrats promoting violence, 
they can still go on TV and on a news organ, news place and still say that it's Trump who's the violent one without anybody questioning anything. So, again, I wouldn't put it past anybody. And I wouldn't and they say this isn't a professional job, but I definitely believe professionals are attached to it. There's no question about it. There's no way that all this stuff could be pulled off and we don't have one 10-second videotape of anything. How is that possible? Just think about it. Think about all the people. And usually what you have to do in situations like this is you got to follow the money or follow the people who most benefit from something like this happening. And look who's benefiting from this happening. It's, all it is is the media and, it, and it's, and it's the, the left wing. They're the ones who are milking this as, as much – because certainly no Republican and certainly the president isn't benefiting from this unless they find out who did it. But, they, uh, but, the, but they're never going to find out who did it before the midterms. That's my, that's my view of it anyway. Because I don't think they're trying. And I think they know exactly the kind of people who are behind this thing. And it's not a it's not some right wing crazy. But maybe it is. All things should be considered. But again, pay attention to the people who are most able to capitalize on this and who are exploiting it. And you'll pretty much have a lot of your leads as to who did this. It's this is too easy, too much. Right before the midterms, uh, the caravan thing is blowing up right in front of them yeah, because that's fake too. So, you know, uh, we're, what we're watching is a movie production. What we're watching day in and day out are fabrications, lies, phony actors, phony premises, uh, and, and we're, watching, we're watching movie after movie. The caravan itself is a movie. How is it possible you could have uh, uh, this this lie about these people being the uh, hungry, unclothed masses, and and watch a videotape where they're passing by Jorge Ramos in, in a five minute span? There are four of them with masks, with with uh, their their faces covered, wearing Hollister shirts and and L.A. Clipper shirts, and they're like twenty five year old dudes. Looking like they're coming back from a from a World Cup game, and and we're sitting there watching that, and we we still have, we still go on the TV and 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 hear stories about how this is just the this is just back to the teeming masses. They're just like the Italians who came over in 1921. It's like, no, they're not. But we keep watching that. Oh yeah, the the Supreme Court nominee was a gang rape ringlinger leader. Oh, I mean, really? Yo, yeah. And then it turns out nothing, and they move on. It's just another play. This thing is uh, is way too too convenient and way too organized to be believable. And the fact that we don't have anybody caught on tape or anybody who is uh, remotely they, they they have no information. They say it came. Some of it came from Florida. Whatever. It's all way too convenient. All and it's all the all the usual. Every single one, right out of central casting. And then and now suddenly it stopped. So, 
listen, this CNN analyst, her name is uh, Juliet Kam. She's with uh, CNN. Uh, she was on TV saying, I wouldn't discount a- a- anything, even if it's crazy. And she thinks, you know, it's unlikely that it's anything more than just a kook. But she's on the uh, Don Lemon show. And once Don Lemon stops drinking, he goes ahead and asks her a question. And, and she's, she's out there saying, hey, I would not, I would not say that this is a, uh, out of the realm of comprehension. It's weird because they call it a, it's a false flag, and then she proceeds the entire interview to call it a black flag, which I don't understand. It's like, lady, it's we're talking about false flags, not well. It could be a black flag. It's like, what are you talking about? Anyway, to my point, though, as much as this is as much IQ level as you get from CNN, so just just take it and run with it, please. So she's on there, and she's talking about I wouldn't discount anything really. Of course you got into trouble for that because anything but this being Donald Trump's fault is not an acceptable theory on any of the news organizations. How is it a dangerous theory, by the way? I mean, she does make some good points, but how is it a dangerous theory to assume that maybe this is all set up by the left? I don't understand how that's a dangerous theory. Like we're all supposed to absolutely believe that this is a this is a real bomb and this is a real assassinator who is uh coming in and wanting to kill people. It's kind of like it's kind of like the bombs uh uh it's kind of like a believe the bombs movement, much like it was a believe Christine movement. Believe the bombs. Uh, the, the, the political they were directed at Joe the Biden, so therefore right it had to be a right have been a trigger for something like this. No, Juliet, maybe not. To to about Believe Christine Ford. After all, she's a woman. Something happened to her. It's like, yeah. Please explain yeah, the reasons like why she did could... too much acid or what? I don't know, but because uh, she doesn't sound believable at all to me. But yeah, so now, now, it's, now I think the bombs have their own little you must believe them movement going on, just like Christine Ford did. But yeah, it's not dangerous to to suppose that there could be some conspiracy behind this whole thing. To make Trump look bad and to um, incite, you know, sort of anti-Trumpism. So what? People- a legitimate theory, but also how it needs so- to be weighed against other. These bombs are so well there. put together. Thank I you. mean, they even have a Thank clock you. Yeah, on them. I got them. a little into trouble for that. So look, of course, the uh, and, lot and of, they have uh, nails in them, and they. Yeah, but do they have any detonate? Well, no. There's nothing. You can't detonate them. Yeah, even even if you even if you uh, uh, did a uh, um, others did, are uh, use a blowtorch really, really on these things, they wouldn't blow up. Theory, uh, that telling you straight out of Bugs Bunny, half these bombs. Uh, plan- but again, I don't want to interrupt her. But but the, the the idea of this being a setup job isn't crazy. It might not be true, but it's not crazy. Me, 
as someone who knows something about these cases, I'm looking at this saying it is more probable than not that this is someone who has anti-democratic animus. But yeah, yeah, she's got to say that because she's on CNN. So you have to, you have to, you, she has to keep saying that. Uh, anytime you're you're remotely objective analyst on CNN, you always have to kind of still pay up a little bit to Don Lemon. You know, you gotta you gotta throw a little coin his way when you're doing an interview with him, and make sure you uh, immediately uh, deplete your objective resources right in front of him. You say it, but you still have to go and drop a few uh, coins in in. Uh, Don Lemon's tin cup. To make cup. Trump look bad and to um, incite, you know, sort of anti-Trumpism. So it's what a false people flag need theory, to know please, is lady. the theory and that, of and the that, case that's the problem is not is We have finally yet. somebody who's making sense, and they can't even get the terminology right. I want investigators to dismiss it. In other words, good investigators right now are looking at the totality of the information. They should keep an open mind. If all the information leads in one direction, follow it. So... Am I wrong? Have we seen one ounce of videotape about any, of anything? I'm just wondering, why is that? I'm just, I'm, I'm obsessed with that idea because because everywhere you turn, there's there's surveillance video. It's a false flag. So it is possible that this was a black flag or what yeah. you, or, or, or a yeah. hoax operation by yeah. someone with political sentiments. Oh, how do you know it's not true? With anti-Trump, we we don't uh, know. And again, I'm not in a that's I'm not in a possible. Uh, in a I think that's period denial here. But it, if no. it hadn't been I'm looking at the rest for of the evidence and it, to me, what is it? Four or five different about these cases, fake. I'm looking at this saying it is more probable scandals than not that this is someone and, who and has fake setups. Animus. Maybe but, we would be a little more believable of of what's going on here but keep in mind go all the way back to uh the russia collusion investigation there's still nothing there but they'll still float the whole russia collusion thing oh yeah russia collusion russia collusion it's like where is it we don't know but it's got to be out there someplace the president shook putin's hand one time so we're like where did that go you guys can probably name a ton of different things that have come out that still we shouldn't just have never come to fruition, black, uh, but still flo- uh, the, were the floated out there. Theory. So it's no Only wonder. We- pardon us for being just a little bit cynical sometimes. So you have that. You have all the fake Kavanaugh charges. You have then all of the uh, this words, fake caravan. Right are looking at the totality of the you have all the uh, the, the fake racism crap. If all the information leads in one and then you, and then you have the the, the so fake attacks on on the media being. Uh, be, being the victims here, and then you have this. It's like they keep on trying. They keep on setting up all these ways that they're going to somehow the exact a result from this election. It's possible. It's a black because black they're trying everything. They have uh, the nothing. Proponents of that theory, though. Of so why is it? it is a way to so you're saying to me it's not. Be, it's, it's, uh, it's not a big deal beyond the realm of comprehension that this true. could be Someone's just a setup to, to change the course of the November election. We've seen it before. These guys have no substance, and they have the media behind them on anything they throw out there, as re- even no matter how ridiculous it is. Oh, yeah, it's a caravan. Of pe- it's- no, it's not. Yeah, Kavanaugh was a gang. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Russia. No, it isn't. It's like they keep on trying all this stuff, but this is probably just another example of it. I'm sorry. That's just the way uh, – way I feel about it, and maybe I'm wrong, but then again, 
Maybe I'm right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. We are live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the show, Radio Free Allman, RadioFreeAllman.com. Coming up at 8.30, we've got Doug Giles on the way. Also, a couple of my favorite articles I'm seeing here. One is, Ben Sass is everything wrong with elite conservatism, which I love. It's by this guy, Kurt Schlichter, who is an excellent writer and is really good at eviscerating all the right people. So I like him a lot. And boy, did he, uh, <laughs> boy, did he go after Ben Sass, which I loved. And then you have a really good article that I like, but it's written from a left-wing point the of Fed view. Has raised interest rates. That means but it's, but it's credit card payments one are going that up. Don't let that happen to you. This is. James I think Hoffman we can take something now's the time to out of ourselves, and it's in Time Magazine. It's the there's nothing virtuous home, about finding common ground. It's a smart cash is the difference it's a, between it's a what you owe and the new defense value of, of your home. And Golden people Oak going kind of nuts. In the threes. Call five six seven gold. But it's, I, I agree that there is nothing virtuous about finding common ground. I every time the left of the Liberals want you to find common ground. They want you to agree with them. That's pretty much it. When your baby I'm mystified by this, leaves all alone. by this high brew coffee. It's it's uh, canned coffee. It's black. 
black. Girls, you're black and bold, right? It says. And uh, don't you feel like a crime? I can't really, I can't see. Don't you feel like a crime? I don't know, but I, I, the problem is I can't, I, can, I can't see. Maybe you have better eyesight than I do. Come on. And I don't have, I don't know where well, my, my readers arms are. My arms are not getting long enough. <laughs> I know. So, so, but I'm mystified by the fact that there are 20 calories in this thing. I'm trying to figure out where the hell the 20 calories are coming from. Is there any, can you see anything in there? The problem is even the colors. Are you like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, same thing. It's like the reflection. I, I, can, I can't see anything. <laughs> so I, and it's not like it's a big deal. Don't you feel like I guess I'm gonna find out like why it has 20 calories. It's not that I care about coffee. It's great. I, mean, I really love cold canned black coffee. So this is right up my alley. It's just not big enough. They charge you what three bucks? Yeah, actually they do. Yeah, they do. It's it's really a uh, crime. Anyway, uh, Sonny Wilson is here, and uh, yesterday after he appeared on the air here, uh, talking about the Sandra McDowell and the. Uh, the Sheriff Joe event that was supposed to take place at Cafe Napoli, all the usual suspects, all the uh, left-wing thugs hit Facebook, went crazy, and decided they were going to try to shut the thing down. But it's not happening. It's just moving. But Sonny's here to give us an update on how everything went down. So yesterday, get off air by mid-morning or mid-afternoon. It's blowing up. Oh, yeah. You know, I got a call saying that uh, there was, uh, uh, protesters uh, on Facebook saying they were down there to uh, Napoli's. And, and they were, actually, I was told by one person they were actually some people there already. You know? Yeah. And they were going to organize this big event, come down there to you know, surround the place. We decided to pull it toward more in the more friendly area, St. Right. Charles County, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is definitely Trump land, as I always say. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing, and I don't blame Cafe Napoli oh, for saying, absolutely. look, I do not at all. this is going to be a Saturday night, uh, this could be, it's on that corner there in Clayton where there really is nowhere to go. I mean, if you could have, you could have a mob of 70 people out in that little courtyard there, right? and, and, and they You have nowhere to go, you're, yes. you're, you're, you're trapped. It would be, it would be bad news logistically and, it's not the best place yeah and and i think that napoli's is a great place uh but but i but i think even at some point you have to be reasonable about how you're going to approach something and it's right. not that he's surrendering it's just that he's listen i it's business you know yeah, and it's, business. it's you know security too for his other customers there you know yeah for everything yeah. else so it's i i totally understand there was yeah. no problem so we just simply just pulled it and uh po's in st charles county over on First Capital, yeah, uh, which is a very well-known Republican establishment. So there's right. a lot of events that are held there. So, yeah, and then we actually have, you know, I've reached out to the sheriff of St. Charles County to make sure that we have some protection there, right, for the sheriff. So. Well, because these people are just uh, what they're doing is they're advancing. They they, they decided they were just going to simply uh, invent this idea that Joe Arpaio is an abuser of illegal aliens. Correct? Exactly. Okay. You know, there were some articles they were trying to quote in there. You know, that the, the sheriff, you know, the thing is this, the sheriff's, I'd say his, when he had the prisoners in there, if they didn't have a high school diploma, he made sure that they, they got a GED. Uh, their drug program, uh, you know, that he was really pushing because he always believed that the prisoners deserve a chance and to reform themselves. So he's, he may be known as, as tough, you know, having a tent city, you know, pink underwear, pink jumper suits, but the, he's very compassionate also. 
He's tough. It's tough love is what he he really yeah. pushes. Yeah, he know? was just kind of a, he was kind of old school, but being very old. School. But 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 the pink stuff is not abuse. No, it's not. Yeah, and he always said too. He goes, look, if it's the tents are good enough for our soldiers, why isn't it good enough for the prisoners? Right. Right. No, I, I, I agree. And again, he has the, – the problem is – and again, these people all have the right to protest or do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I mean, I more power to them and use Facebook and do whatever. That, that's how things go. Uh, but, but the reality is nowadays you can't risk it because they are – many of them are just violent people. They'll, right, they'll, they'll, right. they'll break windows and mm-hmm. they will – uh, shout people down. They'll mm-hmm. yell at people going into the establishment, and mm-hmm. and at some point you can't, for safety's sake, right. you have to change the tune. So that's what we had to do. Good. So you know, it's it, it's all going to work out. You know, that's why we were here. Thank you for having me. By yeah. the way, so we get the message out there and let people know. Unfortunately, someone deleted the the original, right? And we didn't get a chance to change the location on there, so we had to redo everything all over again. So make sure everybody does come out. It's the same time. Uh, you know, it's uh, from five to to eight o'clock. It says seven on there, but it'll actually be to eight o'clock. Okay, good. Um, and just come out and enjoy. You know, we're having a good time. Uh, safety is is at, is our top concern, right? Right. So we got all that controlled, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. It really is. Come out, meet the sheriff. You yeah, know, he he he's an icon. You know, and uh, get your picture. You know, with, uh, <laughs> right, and everything else. So we we'll some pink boxers out there, like I was telling you guys yesterday. Uh, there's some other items too. We're going to bring that. It's uh... now is, is POs at this point. Then just just in case people want to go out there, is it going to be then shut down and then as a private event or it's, how are they going to do? There's this? an upstairs area okay. that has a private bar up there and a okay. private room. So uh, there's this one way up, you know, and there's one way out. So good, good. we'll have you know both areas covered. So, Perfect. Like I said, I wouldn't really think there's any major concerns about it because like I no. said, St. Charles <laughs> County is just you yeah. know like I said, Trump land. You know, right? And, and also these people. The, the one thing we have going for us with a lot of these people is that they're lazy. Yeah, they won't and, go over the river. They won't go over the river. They won't. They'll just, you know. Remember the Ferguson rides? They said they were going to come over. We're like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. They never did. I think maybe like three or four popped up. Right, right. You know? and, and so you, all you have to do is just move something, you know, 15 miles away, right. and they're, they'll, they'll give up. So you know? I don't mean to, I'm not trying to, you know. Encourage them, <laughs> but but the, but the fact of the matter is, they will. Uh, that's how it rolls, and and that's how they roll. And so it'll be good, and we'll have our finest out there from uh, St. Charles County uh, taking care of. You things. know, my question is this: you know, like the intimidation, like they try to do, it's like the same thing they did with you. Oh yeah, there. You know, they just they just push, 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 push. Right, you right. Know? And you know, like you, you you know, you didn't back down. No, you know? no. I mean, I, I mean, look at this. Look what you have now. I actually, I it's probably you should be thanking them because they actually freed you, right? For right, exactly. Yeah. Right. You no, know? I, I had. You know, it's funny because uh, the, the I was up. We were up and running back on with Radio Free Allman in front of a microphone even before a month was up mm-hmm. since the firing happened. So uh, you know that that whole thing really was was crazy. And, and that was a good example. And I, I did the same thing with Megan Kelly here. Uh, and again, I'm not defending blackface. I don't think blackface is a good idea, but I saw a lot of symmetry with what's been happening with her, with what happened to me. And that is all you need is a few people who are butthurt over something you did right. before. Uh, like a little chihuahua. Wow, 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 you know, yeah. just, they're, they're small, but they're so loud. Yeah. Well, it's like the, you know, this a minute ago when we were talking, you put that, uh, piece out there where she said black flag right well could that oh my gosh yeah is that racist yeah well right oh my yeah somebody did F- say false that. flag but you call it <laughs> right black flag. Black flag, that, yeah. that's that's racist right now if that was a conservative saying that oh, oh yeah 
Oh, fired. Get him out of here. <laughs> right, exactly, you know? exactly. All right, so some so from 5 to 8, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's Saturday night Yes, at P.O.'s. And yeah. what's, the, what's the address, or do you have Give it me, at, yeah, at, at the ready there? there? Uh, pull it up. Because it's and by the way, I saw the uh, that the 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 national media now is really heavily covering the Claire McCaskill and the uh, the uh, Josh Hawley race. Yeah, you know that, and like I said, you know that's getting better and better. Well, yeah, you know Julie what? Matthews is saying that they had uh, they've had a lot of Common Core meetings out at PO, Sonny. Yeah, you know they do. Like I said, they have a lot of fundraisers. Uh, First Capital Republican Women's Club used to meet there quite right. often. Yeah, you know, a couple times a month. So, what do we have? The address is four hundred three First Capital Drive, okay. St. Charles, Missouri. And if anybody knows where St. Joseph hospital is it's it's just kind of candy corner oh, right across right my, yeah it's right you know there so perfect and they got uh, there's two sections of parking the parking around the facility is not the world's greatest but the one right next to the bank it's very big and there's a lot of room so. right right and there's nobody's getting in there so no no everybody's just, it's going to have a good time yeah no you know, no doubt come say have more d'oeuvres have some drinks cocktails yeah, yeah. you know it's just Embrace each other, you know. It's it's gonna be a great time. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but anyway, I, I saw that the uh, that the you know Claire McCaskill had that radio ad out there where she was talking about the how I'm not like one of those crazies, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, and so that got national attention. Hannity actually covered that okay. that bit there and covered the race, and that's being looked upon uh, pretty heavily by the national media, and and now they're looking at it from a standpoint of. When will the Democratic Party pull out of this I, campaign? I don't think they're going to pull out. I, I wouldn't imagine it. they would. I can't see it because that's no. It's Claire McCaskill, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's just a lot of rhetoric out there. I don't yeah. think. I think there's no truth behind it. Don't um, think that they will. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you better get ready. They're going to probably dump a lot more money in. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Get get prepared that your TV when you turn on, it's all going to be about Josh. What Josh has done or what hasn't done? Yeah, I think they. I think the one thing they did, which is kind of like it's a, it's kind of like a primary campaign move, but it's not a general election move, and that is they use the uh, <laughs> they use the gym picture, you know, which oh, was, yeah. which was <laughs> which was entertaining during the primary because right. that was a, that was that, that's like a primary thing. You yeah, know, it is. your opponent. You know, yeah. it's like, look, is that the oh gym? yeah? Because we use that, you know, yeah, the right. Thing. That, right, exactly. <laughs> but but but. Claire McCaskill, I mean, that's, that's small ball for Claire it McCaskill is. to come in there and go, look, he was at the gym. They're just, like, borrowing a Cortland Sykes, uh, you know, <laughs> strategy. It's, like, really crazy. You know, the thing is this. If they were really smart, they probably – the more they push, the more they're energizing the base to get out and vote. Oh, yeah. If they would have been really low-key, they – Probably people wouldn't get so energized and jazzed up, right? But, you know, they're actually jazzing up, you know, the Republican base. So and the grassroots. So keep it up. I know Missourians. I mean, all of us. I mean. We're out there. We're yeah. we're 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 voting. Oh, and by the way, I saw. It, also, I hopefully at POs, and I know you guys will have them. The Sonda McDowell yard signs, right? Yes, yes, because, we'll good. Because I was out in West County. It's weird how you go out. It, if you drive along Clayton Road mm-hmm. and and you start in Clayton mm-hmm. and you go uh, start, let's say at Brentwood. And drive out to Clayton Road and just look at the yard signs and see how they change as you get farther out into True. God's country, right? Uh-huh. And so you see all the court signs, you know, the, you do. the, the out, out there. Uh, and 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 so he's running a fairly energetic campaign out there. But but the people who have court signs are the people who have voted Democrat against Ann Wagner 
for yeah. years. That's not going to change. No, it's it's there. There are no Ann Wagner voters with court signs in their yard. Believe me. But you keep going out, and I saw a few Sandra McDowell signs out there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's good news because I mean, because you know, the second district is where we really need to do is win for her, so, right? To make sure she, you know, gets that victory. Yeah, well, she, I, I did see them. I saw them alongside the uh, Dean Plucker uh, signs and the uh, Ann Wagner signs, and so I, I saw, but I, but I don't see a lot of Sandra McDowell signs only because I just think there are people just don't know where to get them. Yeah, that's true too. And you know, I know they're they're funding. You know, like that's why we're raising money yeah. for. It. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Come out, guys. You know, when you do, make sure you pay it to protect America first, right? Because you know, we're going to get all this stuff for. Because she yeah. needs as much help as possible. Yeah. And you know, the funding for her, um, unfortunately, the uh, the establishment didn't help her in the right. very early stages. They are coming around and, and starting to help her. So it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, I mean, p- sometimes people underestimate the auditor's race anyway. It's like, oh, it's a state auditor. I know it's boring. You know, yeah, right. Exactly. It but, but it's not. It's, it is one of the most important races because yeah. of Amendment 1, yeah. you know, clean Missouri, which yeah. we got to defeat. You know, and there's some there's some Republicans actually backing. I don't know why, but it, it's just it's not it's not a good bill. Yeah, but if you look Dan at Forth, who the, I'm talking about. Yeah, right. If you look at who the Republicans are who are backing it, they're just they're from the usual suspect right. category. So, you know, they talk about the lobbyists cleaning it up. Actually, it it, it opens a lot of the, the the regulations they put in place to the gifting and everything else. Right. It actually, you know, allows that to start up again. There's right. a lot of things in there people don't realize. It's it's good for me and my business, you know, but it's it's a yeah. horrible bill for Missouri. Well, for for Democrats and Republicans. Right. No one party should have that much control over the state elections. Absolutely, and, and certainly redistricting and everything else. And and so it's the, the odd thing is, is this another example of where they are doing – they're using too big a, ve- a vehicle to change something they could easily change without it. Right. So, I mean, Obamacare was a perfect example of that. Like, we could have made so many different adjustments, and they just listened to Jim Talent when he was in the House and Senate. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, it, there's so many things they could have changed regarding health care and, and everything else without having Obamacare. Uh, it, it's kind of like you know you can you can get a dog to stop barking uh, without shooting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I mean that, that's you know so so w- even with the amendment one, you don't need amendment one to have ethics reform. No, you need a couple of really good solid bipartisan bills mm-hmm. in the Missouri legislature, and you're and you're good. I say with you know the regulations they put in place, you know, with the lobbyists and everything else, and yeah, and, you know the you know. Packs like ourselves, I think they're. In, it's actually it's regulated really well because there's limitations. There's so much you know the lobbyists can't give gifts anymore to you know the you know the senators or, yeah. or the state reps. So I think things are in good place. I mean, I did I did a lot of uh, investigative reporting and a lot of stuff uh, about this, but I have to tell you that that the idea that you know it, it, I I don't see anything wrong with a, a lawmaker getting baseball tickets from somebody. I, I unless yeah. unless it's something that's directly tied to uh some uh situation where you 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 this person has a bill right in front of them. Right. I mean it happens. I mean like for instance look at how they overregulated the pharmaceutical reps now. Uh-huh. Right. Like you you can't like part of the whole business of and and yeah, they went overboard because there were people who were actually then plying them with trips and that kind of thing. Right. But there's a happy medium, but now you can't even give a doctor a pen. Yeah. Uh, you you know, know, it's it's always that extreme, one way or another. Can't we just find a happy medium? Yeah. There's there's it seems like it they never do. Right. It's I mean, one or the other. Because relationships, there's nothing wrong with uh 
first of all, lobbyists, there's nothing wrong with a lobbyist. Lobbyists actually sometimes uh, are there to protect people's interests from the government getting involved in their business as opposed to getting something from the government. They just some lobbyists are there to keep the government the hell away. Right. You know, like I said, it's it's a dirty word, you know, lobbyist, you know, dark money. Yeah, right. You know, which, you know, what I do is, you know, they that's dark money, but it's I actually take money in to help the grassroots. Right. Right. You know, th- I think a lot of people don't realize that there's good and there's bad yeah. wherever you go. Yeah. I mean, formulating relationships. I mean, that's just that's. I don't think that there's there should be that that should be completely erased because uh, mm-hmm. it's because it, it, it's it's relationships is in anything, right? It, it's in every aspect of your life, right? It's, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, you right, know? exactly. It's, it is, and 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 sometimes you know it works, it, but it, unless they're plotting uh, to to take something from the citizen, criminal act, right? You yeah, know, ex- the fraud, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm I'm. We could have we could have solved this problem without Amendment One, and right. and, and, the, and the problem is though, uh, and I don't mean to be downers, and I know Sonny's not either, but the the, the, the actuality is Amendment One has been positioned expertly by the Orwellian people out there who just Absolutely. call it. First of all, write down to the name Clean Missouri. It's who like, doesn't want something clean? <laughs> exactly. Dirty Missouri. Yeah. No one's going to vote for that. It sounds, like it's, it sounds like it's an effort to kind of clean the water. You right, know? It's it does. Like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm all for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm not going to even read really what it means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. In fact, you could go up to somebody with a clipboard to sign the Clean Missouri petition and just ask them, do you want clean water? And they'll say yes. And then you could just simply... It has nothing to do with what they're signing, but you just ask them if they want clean water. People don't I know ask how that's many questions. Done. I know. It, it's so true. Well, good to see you guys making sure that you are not uh, going to be taken out by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination as it relates to uh, the left wing. Sonny Wilson, always good to hey, see you, buddy. thank you, sir. See you Saturday. Sounds and, good, guys. Uh, tell Sandra hello. And I will. I'm glad you guys just simply listen if they – Get you over here, you just move over there. Hey, we're not backing down. You all, hey, we got the toughest sheriff in America. You think he's going to run away? No. Right. He confronts him head on. Yeah, can you imagine telling Joe, oh, we had to cancel? It's like, oh, I wouldn't hear I the know, end of it. He would chew my ear. I know. <laughs> yeah, he'd fly in on a B 52, you know? All right, buddy. All right, good hey, to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Take it. Oh, uh, by the way, um, America, f- uh, no, protectamericafirst.org. Protect .org. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. See you. See you later, Sonny Wilson. These guys, uh, the grassroots, that's where it's at, people. <laughs> Dan's like, I want clean water. I do too, Dan. But can you imagine, though, you could, you could easily uh, roost people with this whole clean Missouri thing. I'm sure that was done, too. You have a situation where you, don't, you go uh, up to somebody with a clipboard and Hey, do you like cute puppies? And they say yes. Well, let me tell you about Clean Missouri. And technically, even though Clean Missouri has nothing to do with cute puppies, you've managed to put it in their head that they you think they it they think it does. That's all. That little game right there. Tim Talent's going to be with us at uh, eight o'clock. Speaking of uh, one of the good guys. And then Doug Jowles at eight thirty. That that uh, twas the night before Christmas is pretty funny. I'm not gonna. I'm, I I didn't. I wasn't able to play the whole thing. And I and, and last earlier in the week, God, this week has been unending. It seems for some people, it's it's moved fast, but for me, it's been slow. I don't know why. 
Uh, let me see if I can find the uh, the night before Christmas. Before Doug gets here at 8.30. I pl- last, earlier in the week, I played it. Uh, and, uh, but it was like at 8.45, so a lot of you uh, missed it. Dan's wondering, whatever happened to... Uh, Whatever happened to Sheriff Clark? I don't know. He used to be on all the time. I don't know. Did something happen? He was probably accused of something. And, you know, Fox bailed on him. But yeah, he used to be up there with his cowboy hat and everything else. I don't know why. Where he went. Good, good question, Dan. Thank you, Dan, for, for your input this morning. Good morning this morning, everybody. Thank you also to uh, Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Real Estate Agency for all that he has uh, done for me and done for the show. 855-QUOTE-ME for low premiums and low deductibles all at the same time. And also, people, oh, Vicki, you saw him this week. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> and also, thank you to Michael Proctor, Proctor spelled like doctor, ProctorDrapery.com for all of your window treatment needs. You go into the holidays and you want to spruce up your home. You actually don't need to remodel. All you need to do is hang something beautiful in your windows. You can do motorized shades. Uh, Dr. Deputy did his entire office. You can do it if you have an office as well. Uh, they've got the uh, woven wood shades, which I love, and the uh, awesome sun view shades. These, these are solar view shades and sometimes you can have uh, especially in the winter time with the low sun sometimes you have furniture or, or you have a floor and then it'll bleach out your floor your carpet and sun coming in there so solar view kind of keeps out the damaging rays keeps the light in it's pretty cool and so Michael Crockett will take care of you his mobile design unit seven days a week He's got that uh, going for him, and so he'll be at your house on a Sunday if you need him. Your interior designer, no one's going to beat him twice. His main competitors are all these luxury window guys, uh, but he's far below their prices and far better in quality and also in uh, your choices and your of what you can put into your uh, into your home. You guys want to hear the physics of Santa, huh? I will play that again. I, I know I have it, so I'll play it for you. As we get closer to Christmas, that, that was uh, one of my fun little moments with J.C. Corker when I was on his show at Rock 93.7 KSD, everybody. It was his news guy, and that was a fun time with uh, the physics of Santa. So I'm going to play the Doug Giles' Twas the Night Before Christmas up until the funniest part, and then Doug will be on with us at 8.30. So he's got a new uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, and he also has the, uh, the, the Donald Trump as Santa Claus painting too that he just completed and it's really good so you want to hear him here let me just get him on here let me get him on here he's smoking a cigar Hopes that same Donald Trump soon would be there. 
children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of a socialist free nation danced in their heads. <laughs> Mama in her mini skirt and old dad with the strap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. <laughs> when out of the lawn there rose such a clatter, I reluctantly sprang from the bed to see what was the matter, and away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, knocked over my stash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave luster of midday to the objects below. When what to my wondering eye should appear, a bulletproof sleigh and eight modern reindeer. With a bold epic driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it sure as hell wasn't frickin' Chuck Cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> That, that's my favorite part of it, and and we'll do a little bit more when uh, Doug is on with us uh, at eight thirty. So Doug Giles on at eight thirty, and here. we have uh, Jim Talent on at yep. uh, at eight right o'clock. But corner. yeah, that's at ClashDaily.com. dot com. You can see him reading it, and, and that was the funniest who, uh, part. What, love America and a strong economy. <laughs> no rhyme there. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you think uh, it's it. a wacky idea? And it's in uh, that spirit that I've rewritten a classic Christmas poem this whole thing is just one big. Y'all ready for this? Hoax. Okay, here we go, man. Well, it's not too far from. It was the night from, before Christmas. And none other than Geraldo Rivera Every has been on the record. And he's interviewed trials. on uh, Fox the Business. The stockings were hung and by the chimney with care. he's on with Trisha. And saying Donald Trump soon he's basically saying, be there. Why do we the know so little about snug in their these bombs? Now, clearly, in any investigation or any kind of venue... Nation, you have to be heads. careful about the information that you <laughs> Mama do. Really. In it's, her it's, mini skirt, it's common that when you're doing like a murder investigation or you're doing whatever, for a long uh, that you don't tell nap. everybody what you have or show everybody what you the have because there are some things that only I the perpetrator would know. From the bed so you to always have to keep some things close to you so that you can detect whether or not this person is the suspect or this person isn't the suspect. And so there's a possibility here that and some of the my reasons why you're not I should hearing everything about a what's going on is because they're trying to keep some things close so that they actually can zero in on it. So I, I get so that. And quick, but I knew as in a moment, I posited sure earlier, wasn't the fact of the matter Bush. is there are more uh, rapid than eagles. There are coursers. They came. Any whistle that he shouted and he called them by or anything surrounding any of these deliveries or I think there was some claim that they had a courier on tape somewhere, but where is the tape? Where is that? I mean, every time you turn around, they're showing you us videotapes and they're showing us tapes of this and tapes of that and surveillance, this and surveillance, that. And there's not one shred of videotape that we've been able to see uh, regarding any of these 10 different types of deliveries in 10 different envelopes and 10 different people. Anyway, uh, Geraldo isn't buying a whole lot of this, and he's uh, on uh, Fox Business. And we just don't – there's so many things that we just simply do not know about what's going on here. It was very quick to pounce on this suspicious package story. Uh, instead of reporting the facts, this is what they did. I want you to see. Remember, we have a president who has talked for a couple of years now about imprisoning his political rival, Hillary Clinton, who has encouraged violence against... And she's right. They were fast on this. It, I, they didn't even get through the, like, the second or third uh, alleged scare 
before they just pounced on this whole idea that it was automatically Trump's fault because he he made light of that congressman pushing a reporter. Suddenly it's like, see what happens? Pipe bombs come. It's like, no, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, don't don't tell Maxine Waters to shut her trap though, because they'll just call you a racist, right? In CNN, um, George Soros, these are people and organizations that President Trump continually attacks. Well, there are also people, by the way. Again, I'll point this out. There are also people, by the way, that have attacked the president, not only with lies, but also with misrepresentations and also with threats. Of violence. I mean, De Niro and Biden both are on the record as wanting to punch President Trump. So, I mean, who are these people kidding? But it's always, oh, they're all, they all have been targets of President Trump. No, uh, they the targeted media, President it, Trump. It was very quick. Two. To pounce on the, the suspicious the story package story uh, instead of reporting the facts. This is what they did. I want you to see it. Let's remember, we have a president who has talked for couple of years now about imprisoning his political rival and Hillary Clinton, who has encouraged violence against. Media. The I'm president with you, and his allies. And they actually, need Geraldo to isn't normally, although the, the political rhetoric. It depends. They are Sometimes Geraldo can be a little tabloidy. Say, they are making journalists that. Sometimes less safe, he can and they are be a little conspiratorial. Law officers I get that. Less safe. The Obamas, the Clintons. Sometimes the people like Geraldo can see things. Geraldo sometimes is able CNN, to, in my opinion, um, George Soros. Take these uh, are the truth, and sometimes and get a little bit closer to it. And, and he's coming from a standpoint so a where he's not always uh, defending President Trump, and he's not always attacking President Trump. He's been pretty middle of the road. For a while there, I think during the campaign, he was one of those guys who was like, uh, you know, like when, they, when the NBC tapes came out, he said, oh, the campaign's over, it's this, it's this. But this is not, again, beyond the realm of comprehension. role does the media play right now? It seems to me that they just keep hitting this idea that it's somehow President Trump's fault. I would like, for once, people to take some responsibility. Forget the victimization thing. I'm over it. Take some responsibility. We're all in this together. You can't point fingers at just one person and say nobody else there is to blame. Anyway, joining me right now with much more Fox News correspondent at large, Geraldo Rivera. And uh, I want to know what you think might have happened here, sir. At the risk of sounding like a far right wing lunatic, I have to say that I believe that this whole thing was an elaborate hoax. I think that's probably the least likely the whole Russia thing, and, and Chuck Todd actually talked a little about that. 
But he's so right about how little information we have and how unusual it is that we don't have a lot of information about what's going on here and, and, and what we're seeing. And I'll begin with, first of all, the theory that I don't believe it's one person. I think there's this, there's this idea, this fantasy, and the Daily Mail even called the person uh, a ma- the MAGA bomber, kind of like an offshoot on the, of the Unabomber. And I think there's this idea, there's just this one person somewhere in a basement with his radio tuned to Rush Limbaugh putting together bombs on his workbench. And that just, in my what opinion, isn't the case. That's, that's the, the risk of that's sounding the fantasy. like a that's what people far are thinking about. lunatic. I and have to say that I believe that this whole thing was an elaborate hoax. You know, the Tylenol guy. I believe that those you know, bombs were never one guy intended around there to explode. And he's doing all I think this those bombs himself. were intended to further divide any possibility the American people. That I think it is entirely this plausible. was just one person. Uh, I think this is I, a I, group I, of I individuals who are responsible for this. Maybe it was a wretchedly incompetent bomber who didn't know how to make a bomb that never studied the internet. I mean, I guess that's possible. Uh, who someone who wanted to embarrass on the right. President and the Trump, reason I don't believe who that wanted to is because uh, if you look uh, at American the political life, it could have been happened. Uh, a Russian uh, invention. There is nothing but sympathy being piled onto the Democratic Party. There was nothing but sympathy being piled onto these people who actually have been pretty bad players in the political discourse area. And it doesn't matter whether it's Joe Biden who wants to beat up President Trump behind a gym or whatever it was he said. Robert De Niro wants to punch him in the face. John Brennan, who has called the president a traitor on TV, John Brennan has. CNN, which is is packed full of lying left-wing journalists like Don Lemon and the rest of the gang, people who hate President Trump because he's white. You had uh, individuals like uh, Maxine Waters apparently received one, but I don't know whether that's true or not. But she apparently was was targeted, and and the and you have nobody on the planet who is less sympathetic than Maxine Waters, and yet Maxine Waters is able to turn this thing around and actually go on TV and 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 put out a video that says this. Yeah, instead of picking up a megaphone and inciting civil war, right, Maxine? So again, look at the look at the results of this bomb scare hoax, and you have all the answers you need as to who would be behind it. Because if you're if you're a member of the right, or even if you're a right wing wacko, and obviously people who are wackos and whack jobs don't always think straight. Uh, And so they don't always make calculations that are correct. But nonetheless, whoever did this, even if they had even a modicum of an IQ, would realize that all this would do would be to garner sympathy for the news media and for some of the most horrible people on earth. 
really, as, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of political discourse. I mean, how is it possible to make a thug like Maxine Waters a sympathetic character? Well, it happened. How is it possible to make CNN one of the most corrupt news organizations and the very definition of the enemy media? How is it possible to make CNN a sympathetic character? Or the media, for that matter, because CNN was the symbolic choice of whoever did this. But clearly there are other people also who could easily have been targeted, uh, for the kind of violence that we're seeing uh, for the in first fact, time this is in different ways. Producer. I think the president of the United States has been dog whistling. But, uh, but how is it possible you could make, make Maxine Waters, Robert De Niro, who is, who is a foul-mouthed, old, crabby jerk, how could you make him a sympathetic character but through this? Joe Biden, Maxine Waters, Hillary Clinton, who called half of America deplorable and continued to talk about how, and she's on tape October 9th saying that there is no, there will be no civility unless Democrats get elected. How is it possible she could be a sympathetic character? So go down the list of the people who were targeted here, they are some of the most vile people in our midst regarding political discourse and civility. And yet this bomb scare has turned them into victims. So there's no way that a person on the right would have done this Unless, of course, they completely miscalculated in thinking that somehow this was going to shut people up or whatever. But, th- but that's, not the, that's not the case. This was so, so much of a, uh, of, a, of, a, of a weak effort, it, and, and it was so symbolic. Everything about it, sending somebody a, sending somebody a package with a pipe and a clock attached to it, that's that's a cartoon. That's a cartoon representation of a bomb. So these people, first of all, were not serious, and 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 so look at how this has been turned around. And and in, in many ways too, it has resulted in people on the right suddenly putting their tail between their legs, and actually fearing standing up for themselves. Because they, too, will be just another encourager of a bomber. You see how this is all working? How, how now suddenly the conversation is about civility and how everybody needs to be quiet. Let's all come together. Or let's change the course of this. And Donald Trump's mean and blah, 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 blah. Look at how this is working out. There's no way a person on the right could possibly do this thinking it would benefit anybody but the left. I've always said, and and you all know this too, you follow the money. Here, you follow the people who are most benefiting from what's going on. And believe me, none of these people are scared. 
None of these people are now getting extra police protection or whatever. I guess maybe some of them are, but 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 it doesn't seem that they are. And it just was the and and the and the reaction was so automatic, and and was so just add water and suddenly the media and Hillary and Maxine Waters are victims. Way too easy. So again, just follow follow the people who benefited the most from this, and I think you'll have your answer as to who was uh, is responsible for this. And it's not just one person either. Then you have to go to some of the other confusing aspects of the investigation itself. Like, some of you might be following this story every bit of the way. But, and, and, but I have too. And I actually still can't tell you whether or not these were, there was anything explosive in them or not. Can any of you actually, can, can, have you guys been able to have an answer? Because I, I, I have not been able, and I've been paying attention to this story. I still don't know whether or not there was anything in these bombs that would have exploded. Even if even if you even if you put a blowtorch to it, I I can't, I haven't been able to determine that. And why is that? And isn't that unusual that we would not know one way or the other? Now, am I missing something? Do you all have more information than than is out there? Because I because I have been following this story. I've been reading up on it and trying to f- follow all the investigatory elements of it. And I still haven't been able to determine whether or not there was anything explosive in these things. Now, again, I could understand if the police are trying to be a little, uh, a little bit cagey about things and trying to keep some information to themselves, and I understand that, and I and, and I get it. But isn't it unusual that we don't know? Whether there, I mean, Linda is like, well, I think somebody might have said there was gunpowder in them, but I don't know. Uh, you know, it doesn't really, there's no information about what the hell these things were. I think then there was something about, well, there were some nails in one of them. There were? The one thing that was crazy about this story from the very beginning, because at first it was just the Soros house, right? And the one thing that was really unusual about the Soros thing that I pointed out right away was that the person who discovered the bomb opened a package. It was like the, one of the people who worked at his house or something. Uh they 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 uh they saw it opened it up said oh my god that's a bomb and then their next step was oh my god it's a bomb i think i'll pick it up and walk it outside into the woods now uh who <laughs> yeah trisha says glass fragments i i guess were there cuz i don't know we don't, we don't know. We, we heard there were glass. I think, think there were glass. 
but again, okay, go to the go to the Soros. Let's go all the way back to the Soros house, and 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 find out like how, when the reporting. I mean, I really literally read this in the story that uh, a Soros house worker discovered the bomb, opened up a package, and and said and said that's a bomb, or it looks like a bomb. Then picked up the package, and walked it out to the woods. Now, I'm asking all of you out there listening on the stream and on Facebook, if you came home and you opened up a package, or if you were anywhere and you opened up a package and said, that looks like a bomb, would your first instinct be to pick it up and walk it outside? Of course not. I mean, hell, even if you were even even a uh, uh, like a dog could look at something if it's a bomb, and that dog would run. That's a dog. But I mean, normally that wouldn't be your first instinct: is let me get this out of Mister Soros's kitchen. I wouldn't want to damage his new cabinets. I'll walk it out into the into the uh, woods. It's like nobody would do, who the hell would do that unless that was the uh, Soros uh, house plan. Remember, servants, if you see a bomb, you must sacrifice your lives and carry it out to the woods where it would blow up and not destroy my brand new kitchen cabinets. So, again, even from the very beginning, everything was kind of like, I don't understand this. This doesn't really work out right. Then, of course, there's no tape anywhere of anybody. There's no one taking responsibility, which is kind of weird anyway. I I guess, uh, did the Unabomber do that or send notes or anything? I mean, you'd you'd think somebody in this realm... Somebody, if they really wanted to make a statement, would have issued some kind of statement someplace. But I don't know. Saying, uh, you know, this is what you get when you refuse to make America great again. <laughs> Something like that, you know. I mean, hell, who who are the guys that do the uh, do the uh, those that that guy Falk's mask thing? Who's that? Who are those people? Put out those videotapes. Uh, yeah, what is it called? I'm sorry. I'm kind of, thank you, Matt. Who is that? Who are those? Anonymous. Uh, yeah, Anonymous. Like you'd think that they'd, they'd have some kind of tape going, this is what you get for not following in the footsteps of Donald Trump. Obey Donald Trump. Or more bombs will come your way that look like they're straight out of the Warner Brothers prop rooms. Obey! Make America great again, or many of other will take everybody else out. Like, you'd think somebody would say something, but nobody's saying anything. So, I this is, this is a, I agree with Geraldo, this is a hoax, this is a setup job. Uh, this is the, this is the same hoax 
that the Brett Kavanaugh sexual assault charges was. This is the same hoax that the that the uh, immigrant caravan is. This is the same hoax as the Russia collusion is. This is the same hoax as the President Trump is promoting violence against journalists is. Hoax after hoax after hoax. It's hocus pocus, hokum pokum. That's what the left is all about because they haven't once stepped up and given us anything that would in any way give us a reason to vote for them except crap like this. And, 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 and they've run out of Confederate statues to surround and they've, they've uh, run out of all options. And this is, I think, their last one. That's just that's just my my opinion about it, and and uh, you guys can take it for what it is. But there are too many questions right now, and apparently there's a lot of uh, stuff going on outside of all this in the marketplace. Amazon apparently tanking. We'll follow up on that. Wall Street, all the tech stocks are all going crazy. President Trump, 3 o'clock this morning while you were sleeping, Three AM unleashed a tweet and it said uh, funny how lowly rated CNN and others can criticize me at will, even blaming me for the current spate of bombs and ridiculously comparing this to September eleventh and the Oklahoma City bombing. Yet when I criticize them, they go wild and scream, it's just not presidential. And it is true that that they are comparing this as September 11th. I think, I can't remember whether somebody said like Pearl Harbor or something. It's like, this is, are you, are you out of your mind? And the Oklahoma City bombing. I can't tell whether or not I'm just so jaded and so made cynical by all the continued lies from the left that I just don't believe anything that's going on right now. Wait till you wait till you see the pictures coming from a city in Mexico that the so-called unclothed, hungry, thirsty masses went through on their way to the US of A. You should see this video. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Also, one of my favorite writers with, I think, probably one of my favorite pieces, and that is this evisceration of Ben Sass, which, you know me, you eviscerate Ben Sass, and I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, so I'll be, uh, I'll be on your side. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, and pick up on that as well. And then Jim Talon's going to join us at eight o'clock, and then at eight thirty, 
we're going to have uh, Doug Giles joining us. And by the way, the other article that I thought was a great one was uh, this idea about how uh, the title is There's Nothing Virtuous About Finding Common Ground. And this is in this is in Time Magazine. So the minute I saw that it was in Time Magazine, I knew it could not have been me uh, because that's kind of been my thing lately. Uh, because I do believe that bipartisanship is completely overrated, and I think has been actually damaging to this country that people haven't stood up enough for what they believe in. But this was interesting. This was written by a from a left perspective, and. And, and I, th- I agree with this concept, and I, and I, and I think it's important to note, uh, because, because this person who wrote it was looking at it from a standpoint of, can you imagine had the civil rights movement tried to find common ground, what would have happened? Can you imagine? And, and so thank you for that new argument that I'm making in defense of divisiveness and of partisanship and tribalism. Thank you for that. Because uh, I completely disagree with these pansies, these betas like Ben Sass, that tribalism is bad. I think it's really good. I, I, I like to, I, I'm, I'm all for painting my face, suiting up, and grabbing my spear. I'm ready for something I believe in. So, uh, or something I can defend or will defend. So, this, but 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 they gave this person gave me a new argument that I actually didn't consider before, uh, that I think is a good one for you conservatives like me to push forth when it comes to refuting these betas who want to shut you up on the uh, premise of hey let's not be so divisive hey let's 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 all come together hey let's be more bipartisan. So, because uh, what, really what the design is when the left wants you to be more bipartisan and wants you to be less divisive, uh, the design is they want you to calm down and shut up is what they want you to do. They want you to be quiet. Like, like they'll tell you, if you're, if you're a pro-life person, uh, they'll tell you, don't, don't, don't be so divisive, don't be so this, don't be so that. And you're like, well, wait a minute, though. I support, I'm pro-life. Yeah, but, you know, we don't want to be tribal about it. You need to be careful. You don't want to do too, oh, sure, okay. So keep funding Planned Parenthood. Uh, okay. That's what's happened, okay? Because people people who want, the people who are uh, like the Paul Ryans of the world and some of the Republicans out there, notice how they continue to fund Planned Parenthood in all of our budgets. And they'll be the first one to tell you, now calm down. You don't want to be too tribal. You don't want to be too divisive. In this pro-life issue, boy, it's really polarizing. You need, to, you need to kind of not be so polarizing with your pro-life positions here. So you need to kind of calm down a little bit. You calm now? Okay, good. Go ahead and keep funding Planned Parenthood. It's fine. Thank you. That's how it works. Calm down a little bit. You don't want to be so, you know. Because you know what will happen is uh, the tax cut thing is so polarizing and so divisive. You don't want to cut taxes too much because if you cut taxes too much, then suddenly you don't have money to fund the, uh, oh, uh, people with wheelchairs. 
So you don't want to be so polarizing that you uh, ruin the lives of people with wheelchairs now, do you? Because you keep on cutting taxes, you're not going to have money for people in wheelchairs. You calm now? Okay. All right, don't cut the taxes as much as uh, we got them on board. That's what they do. They sit there and, and try to get you to calm down. But it's always the people who are looking for ways out of having to make tough decisions, especially conservatives. So, 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 the, so the left wants to keep on telling you, calm down, don't be so divisive. This is a very polarizing world. The, the, say, the people who, and I, I'll say this one more time and then I'll stop. The people who are, who are complaining about things being polarized are usually the ones on the losing end of the election. Like, I'm sure that I'm a Dodger fan, but I'm sure the Dodgers are thinking, boy, those Red Sox are very polarizing. Those Red Sox are very divisive. Yeah, they are very divisive. You know what they're doing? They're dividing you from winning. That's what they're doing. Boy, that Kimbrell guy, he's a very divisive pitcher. Why? Well, he's pitching me balls that are going 99 and 100 miles an hour. And they look like they're falling off of a table. And I can't hit them. Yep, that's pretty divisive. They're devising you. They're, they're dividing you from hitting a home run. That's exactly the way I think when people complain about polarization and when people complain about this. Is that they just want you to, uh, to quiet up. Did they did they take they take me take me off Facebook again? It says broadcast interrupted. Whether they did or not. Let me see. Let me I'm sorry guys, I had to stop here for a second. Um I don't know. They're back on. I guess. Did they take me off? Oh, where, where at what point did they take me off? I don't know. I'll go to, I'll go, I, I will go to MeWe. Huh? Well, it, it says broadcast. They, 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 took, they, they definitely took me off because it went from, uh, um, yeah. I, well, I saw, you know what I saw is I saw the apple on your, um, I saw the apple on your uh, computer over there turn off and on. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. So yeah, your your computer restarted. That that's what it was. What's that? Huh. That's interesting. So now we're back on, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. Hang on, hang on. Uh, wheelchairs. Okay. Thank you, Tricia, for yeah. Last thing she heard was wheelchairs. There. Now it's off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Oh no, I wasn't making fun of people in wheelchairs. I was. I was. Uh, I was saying that 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 that's what people do is they they they'll they'll tell you that you have to. Uh, you you don't want tax cuts, or you're gonna, or they're gonna kill a puppy, 
or they're going to roll a I'm, – I'm using the reference, the wheelchair reference, because remember uh, the political ad when Republicans were running, the political ad where they were, they were saying that people uh, – and, and they were showing people in wheelchairs being wheeled off of a cliff. Remember that one? That was where they were, they were, they were, they were claiming that um, that that Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney were going to yank Social Security and and uh, and roll everybody in in uh, wheelchairs. Now it says the show will begin soon. What's that? Yeah, that's, that's the beginning this morning. Oh. I don't know what's going on. Restart the thing up and we'll get back up. Yeah, I saw I saw your uh, your Apple computer uh, switch out. Yeah, I you know there weren't many people actually on the uh, on the Facebook because it's the 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 weather is is getting people out of, out of their houses earlier and on down the line. That happens quite a bit sometimes. But um, is it is it? Yeah, and so anyway, what I was saying is the people who are who are the ones who are most telling you to not be so divisive and the people who are most calling for the less partisanship and less tribalism are usually the people who are on the losing end of a conflict. And it it happens all the time. And so uh, those people who, who are, uh, on the losing end are always the individuals who are the first ones to complain uh, about about things being too divisive and things being too partisan and things being too tribal. And so the uh, – are we doing okay over there, man, or what's up? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Facebook isn't letting you connect? Interesting. Yeah, now now we're back, but it looks like it. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it looks like we're back. Let me see if I can wave and see if people can see what I'm doing here. No? Huh. Went off again. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that's why that's going on. But thanks, Rob. Yeah, my Navy shirt. My um. My uh, dad was in the Navy, so I'm I'm uh. I'm not. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, really kind of a pain in the ass, to tell you the truth. But um, this kind of uh, this kind of stuff is not uh, is not uh, um, fun. So uh, I'm trying to get it in there now. Yeah, so we're back. But yeah, so again, and I, I'm 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 discussing this article about the uh, that I think is great, and and that there's nothing virtuous about finding common ground. And it might sound like, well, that's just you being mean and you don't want to negotiate and you don't want to, uh, you don't want to deal and you don't want to, you know, 
talk things out and work things out and make and, and move things forward and do all that kind of stuff. And the problem with all of that is that whenever we've been told to be more bipartisan and to be more cooperative, we get screwed. And this and this happens every time. And this has happened with Republican and Democratic parties who all get together and backslap and say we're bipartisan and hang out together and my good colleague from this and my good colleague from that. And they're really just at that point screwing you while they're telling you to calm down. And so this person wrote this article, and I, I – uh, and uh, all right, Lori, oh, wow, the mom of three sailors. Go Navy. That's right, baby. Well, my son, was, Ethan, was in the Army, but my dad was in the Navy, so I like that. But anyway, so, so what I was saying was and, – and, and I'll continue to say, and there, there are a lot of people on the stream who I don't want to have to repeat myself to, but I, I, will, I will double back real quickly though. So the people who are – you notice everybody from Ben Sass to um, – Hillary Clinton to all the usual suspects calling for more bipartisanship and the news media calling for less division. They're all on the losing end of the debates these days. They're all people who lost. They're all people who didn't want President Trump to win and didn't like the fact that you had, your, in the end, your own voice and that you weren't dependent on their voices. They didn't like that. It's also why they didn't like President Trump tweeting all the time. They don't like President Trump tweeting because normally the news media, that's their job to speak for the president, not the president's job. That's their job. The, 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 the president should be dependent on them to get his message across. The president surely should not be speaking with his own voice. And Americans, wait, the polls are showing Hillary Clinton is going to win. There's no path to victory. Remember that? Oh, there's no path to victory. You shouldn't be, list you shouldn't be listening to Donald Trump. Listen to the polls we do. I mean, hell, we're CBS. Come on. Look at the polls. There's no path to victory. No path to victory. Then suddenly, Americans come out in November and hand the Democrats their asses, and suddenly we're all divisive. Oh, that very, very, that's a very divisive act on your part. That was very divisive of you to get out there and vote for President Trump. That's very polarizing of you. We didn't expect you to go out actually to vote. We thought you were going to listen to the polls that we were telling you about and how there's no path to victory. Didn't we tell you there was no path to victory? And you still rolled out of bed there in Festus and voted for President Trump? You didn't listen. You didn't listen to us. You're very divisive. You're very polarizing. You need to come together. And, and next time, listen to the polls and come together like regular Americans do. You don't want to smash up our institutions, do you? We need to protect our institutions. So you know what? Next time in Festus, stay home. Don't go out and, and vote for President Trump. He's a racist. He's divisive. If you vote, you're polarizing and you're divisive and you're deplorable. Shh. Quiet up. Stay where you are. Don't speak. And so this person's article is very interesting. And, and again, I made, the, I made the analogy that it's the same way the Dodgers would call Boston Red Sox divisive. Now that they're down 2-0, and even though I'm a fan of the Dodgers, they're down 2-0. and That'd be like the Dodgers coming out and having a news conference going, you know, this World Series is very divisive.
the 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 Red Sox are very polarizing. Hey, that uh, Kimbrel guy, he's pitching a hundred miles an hour. He's pitching balls we can't even see. They look, and if we do see them, they look like they're dropping off a table. That's very divisive and polarizing. And you know what? They're right. It is divisive. It's dividing you from a successful batting average is what it's doing. It's dividing you from winning. But that doesn't mean Kimbrel's divisive, and it doesn't mean the Boston Red Sox are divisive. They're competing for the World Series rings. So again, back to my point regarding politics. There's no reason why, if you stand for something, that you ought to in any way give ground on it. Because every time you do, it's usually the people on the left who want you to give the ground. I used the analogy earlier about Planned Parenthood. They want the pro-life people to shut their mouths up, especially Paul Ryan. You know, those Republicans are like, we are too talk. We talk too much about being pro-life. Uh, we want to fund Planned Parenthood. So they do, and they shut you up. This person's article about there's nothing virtuous about seeking common ground takes the standpoint of the left, which I actually think is a good thing. We ought to, we ought to listen to the left on this one, this, this person on the left, because it'll help us as we are uh, as, in, in our own viewpoints. And, and, and this woman, uh, this person who wrote this article is, is singing to my choir here, but for different reasons. And this person's pointing out, what would have happened if blacks had sought common ground when it came to civil rights? What would have happened had women in the 1920s and teens sought common ground when it comes to trying to get their vote? What would have happened had the North sought common ground in trying to end slavery? What would have happened if Dwight Eisenhower, General Eisenhower, sought common ground in dealing with Hitler and Nazi Germany? What would have happened in each one of those occasions had those individuals sought common ground and decided they were being too divisive and too polarizing? Well, we'd still have slaves, some of us. There would be women who could vote, but they couldn't vote until they're 35, let's say. Civil rights, you would have never gotten anywhere if you didn't ask for everything at one time in civil rights legislation. Wouldn't have gotten anywhere. You can't negotiate things like civil rights. You can't negotiate things like stopping Hitler. What would have happened had, uh, had Dwight Eisenhower decided, you know, storming those beaches in Normandy, that's a really divisive move. There's a possibility that this could be seen as an overreach. Well, believe me. Uh, had he not done that, we'd still we'd be speaking German, although maybe that's a stretch. So what I'm saying is, take it from this person's point of view. Don't don't relinquish your ground, whether it be on tax cuts, whether it be on immigration, whether it be on regulation. 
There's no reason to seek common ground because every time you seek common ground, someone's going to want you to reduce your flame. That's all they want. Don't let it happen. Look at the examples of, that I just gave you and that this person just said that uh, look, at, look at what's going on. And, and, then, and then you'll see uh, the result of you giving in on any stretch. So be, be, go ahead and keep being divisive and keep standing your ground. Don't let people tell you that standing your ground is divisive because it's not. Oh, Cory Booker just got one. Spartacus just got one because he he was feeling left out. So he's got one. This is all a bunch of baloney. This is this is all crap. And and uh, <laughs> where's my package? I told you that there was going to be a, a a big movement out there of people who are uh, who are upset that they didn't get one because apparently wait Cory Booker's like wait a minute. I'm going to be running for president in 2020. I need an envelope addressed to me. So I think I think I think they forgot to put. Damn it! You didn't put Cory Booker on the list. Oh yeah, you're right. Shoot. Let me get him up there. Yeah, right. Exactly, Scott. Is is Kamala going to get one? Wait, I'm running. Where where's my package? <laughs> Yeah, the, the Cory Booker thing is clearly an after afterthought. May, oh, so it was recovered in Florida. So maybe they maybe they actually did. Uh, it, it was intercepted in South Florida, apparently. So I listen. I'm not. I, I'm. I, it's not my fault that I am being flip about these bombs. Because we've been told lie after lie after lie by the left and by the Democrats and by the news media. And everything they come up with turns, into, it turns out it's fake. Russia collusion, Kavanaugh gang rape charges or rape charges or molestation charges. This caravan is, is, a, is a complete and total lie. Do you see this video, by the way, of the um, in Juarez? This is this is this this woman. I'll translate it for you. And I don't know Spanish. I'm just you know, I can see it on the on the screen here. I guess I could have said you know, because I know Spanish, I'm going to translate uh, this item for you. And no. This is uh, the tape. This is Suarez Street on the Central Park. Of uh, the Central Park. And the migrants have left and left us the garbage. Like we told you before, what a waste of food. So, so basically what they're doing is that they gave all these migrants food because apparently uh, all these migrants are starving, right? They're all hungry. The hungry masses, give the hungry masses food. So they give them food. And what do the people do? They leave it all over this town, strewn about. We're seeing videotape of sandwiches and drinks and everything else just left on the street. These people don't even bother putting anything away or throwing anything away. Waste of food. It's all over the place. 
They said, and these people have all claimed that they don't, the media is all claiming they don't have enough to eat. They're being fed by people who, the, the, by the good townspeople as they go through. They have to travel to a foreign land for food. Doesn't mean they shouldn't at least clean up and avoid leaving the trash everywhere. Boy, this place is a, this place is a disaster. So I would say the truth is it's not fair. That in place that offered its hospitality, they left all this disarray of trash. And this place is trashed. And, 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 all the, and here's another one. All the clothes that were so kindly donated, they left those behind discarded. So it begs to the question, are they really people that have needs? Tranquil people, clean people? Or is there something else behind this caravan? That's from, that, that is a videotape from a woman in the streets of Juarez, Mexico. And she's Mexican, asking the question, who are these people? Because we're told they're hungry. We gave them food. They left it in the streets. We're told they need clothes. So we all banded together as a city and actually brought them clothes. And she has videotape of these clothes in a pile in the, in the central square there. Cuando they left all the clothes behind. I guess because they didn't say L.A. Clippers or Hollister surfing on them, I guess. That those clothes, the, the T-shirts weren't good enough for them. But no, they left the clothes. And this woman, no in the, and it's, no it's not ser. some right-wing wacko limpio. asking the question. Although, I don't know, she might be right, a right-wing She, she says, I wonder, I wonder what, who the hell these people are. I'm going to give uh, Jim Callen a call here. I didn't get around to the Ben Sass article yet, but I probably won't. It's a good one, though. uh, Ben Sass is everything wrong with elite conservatism. It's written by Kurt Schlichter, who is a great writer. I love this guy, and i got to get him on. It's a town hall. But he just eviscerates Sass, and it's fantastic. He's got a new book out, by the way, not Sass, but Schlichter. Militant normals, how regular Americans are rebelling against the elite to reclaim our democracy. Let me give uh, Jim Talon a call here. Let me get this right here. Jim Talon, okay. Get him out. Oh, yeah. You guys like some Sonya Dada? I wonder if uh, I wonder if Facebook is uh, going to pull me off of this. Or this is one of those off-the-grid deals. Maybe they don't notice. Call Jimmy. Yeah, they Cory Booker now has received a, uh, or not didn't receive a package, but they intercepted one addressed to Cory Booker. Did they really? I don't know anymore, man. This is all too clean, and we're not getting enough information. 
I don't even trust the people investigating these bombs, tell you the truth. I don't trust anybody now because everything's everything has been a lie. Caravan, Kavanaugh, lie, lie, Russia collusion, lie. The three C's, but I'll, one's a K, which is for the purposes of exposition. Collusion, Kavanaugh, Caravan. Three big fat lies. And now we're supposed to believe this. Okay. Good morning, everybody. How you doing, Jimmy? Jim Talent, you there? How are you, friend? Uh, just doing fine, thank you. We, I was talking about you a little bit this morning, uh, although uh, uh, we don't need to get into it at this point, but I, but I was talking about the Clean Missouri Amendment 1 thing with Sonny Wilson, and I said, you know, uh, there are ethics reforms you can make without having some big monolithic amendment to the Constitution uh, that also includes redistricting and everything else, and I compared it to health care and, uh, and Obamacare, and I said, you know, uh, there were fixes in Obamacare that could have been made uh, individually if they had just listened to people like Jim Talent when he was in the House and Senate, because I remember talking to him about that, talking to him about uh, being able to buy into uh, uh, policies across state lines and all that kind of stuff. And had we been able to do that, uh, we wouldn't have needed Obamacare. I said, I compare it to the barking dog. Like you can keep, you can keep a dog from barking without shooting it dead. And, and, and so Obamacare was too big. Clean Missouri's too big. But I mentioned you because I, I, I lauded you for your efforts to reform health care well before Obamacare even came about. I am here. I'm doing very well, Jamie. How are you today? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were uh, 
remembering my past efforts, Jamie. Yeah, Amendment 1 is marketed as an ethics amendment, but that's the tail of the amendment. Right. The dog is a massive change in the way Missouri draws its state legislative maps every 10 years, and it would require that the maps be gerrymandered to achieve a partisan purpose. And the point I've made over and over is, because what they want is to increase the number of nominally Democratic seats. So to do that, you have to draw the lines out from the heavily Democratic areas. You have to go to the solid Democratic areas in the cities and carve them up and draw them out in long spaghetti-like district lines out into the suburban and exurban areas. So, you know, and the problem with that, Jamie, is it's it, we should draw maps so that the district lines are compact and contiguous so people are represented by those who live in their communities and not somebody who lives 50 or 60 miles away. And uh, if the ethics provisions were were consequential, and I think they're good, yeah, but I mean, pretty thin it sounds so as, uh, abundantly really reasonable. The and can you tell me who, uh, since you've been working on this, and I'll guess an amendment on it, their own, and then they would have passed, you know, eighty uh, percent of the vote. Who's getting in the way? Now, <clears throat> the the other thing, the the healthcare thing you mentioned, which I love to talk about, is association health plans. Which, yeah, I mean, in other words, it would. Uh, all we have to do is change the law. Uh, to permit um, trade associations, farm associations, small business associations to form national pools that you can join if you run a small business, for example. So the Farm Bureau should be able, just like, for example, veterans can be in USAA, right? No matter where they live in the country, they can get their health insurance from USAA. So if a small business person could join a big national pool consisting of all the, you know, other small business people or farmers could do that or professionals, you know, psychologists could join the psychology association pool. Now, all of a sudden, instead of being a business with 10 employees trying to get health insurance, you're, you're part of a pool with 30 or 40,000 employees and it would lower costs, uh, increase choices, uh, increased competition, and it wouldn't cost taxpayers a dime because it's not a government program. It's just letting people form national pools. And um, the Trump administration passed a variation of it, so I'm, I'm very right. hopeful that in the next couple of years people will be able to do this. Yeah. Well, there were two main opponents when I tried to do it. Uh, one of them was um, Blue Cross, because in these, particularly in the rural states, they dominate uh, health insurance. Now, I don't know if that's still the case. I want to be fair. I haven't, I haven't worked on this for a long time, but they didn't want the competition from these groups. And it was it was uh, it was really obvious. And then the other, the governors didn't like it because uh, these national pools would have to be regulated nationally, just the way big companies are. It's one of the things I used to say, Jamie, I'll, I'll take the whole interview talking about this if you want to, is this is the system we already have for multinationals. So if you work for Boeing, let's say, 
you're part of a national pool because Boeing operates nationally, right? And they have, I don't know, tens of thousands of employees. So we just regulate these, these association health plans the same way. It's the Department of Labor. But it means the state insurance regulators would lose that jurisdiction. They didn't like it. So they would get the governors, many of them, to oppose this. Um, I got it passed in the House on basis many times when I was serving there in the 90s. And uh, got it out in the Senate floor, and then it was filibustered. Yeah, I think if we'd have that in place, uh, a lot of the abuses, you know, people talk yeah. about pre-existing conditions, for example. Well, um, if you know, if you're working in a small business. Well, uh, that's true. And, it, and it's too bad. I mean, you, know, you, you get hired and you have so, a history of cancer, like for example. So that really skews uh, that we, uh, the risk pool, that you know, small risk pool. It's, it, but if you go to work was, again was, for a it Boeing, was almost too simple uh, for government to handle because there were so many people with their fingers in the pot right? here. So, so they, they can uh, afford that's, to that's cover the, those pre-existing conditions. And I think it would work the same way for small businesses and and uh, farmers and professionals and that sort of thing. Um, and I used to say to people, look, what's the worst that happens if we try this and it doesn't work? Well, we tried it and it doesn't work. You're not, you know, you're not hurting anything. You just offered an alternative that turned out to be not as popular as I thought it would be. But I thought we could get millions and millions of people coverage this way. And it's coverage that people want, because generally speaking, I mean, if, if I'd go to room, I, I'd address rooms full of people. And I'd say, look, if you had a choice for working for a big company or a small company, and you didn't know anything else about it, where would you assume that you would get the better health coverage? Right. And everybody would say, well, the big company. And I said, yeah, that's right. Because they have a bigger pool so they can compete more effectively. They have more leverage in dealing with the insurance wow. companies. Yeah. And it's the same thing. So it was so simple. It was, um, it was difficult to get done. Although again, I got it a long way and, um, I, I didn't study it when this bill passed in the Congress, but I'm hopeful that uh, I'm hopeful that it will work. Uh, and if it if it does, people are going to get the kind of coverage that they want. Yeah, I used, to, I used to use I used to use my brother as an example because he had a bar for like twenty years, and he didn't he didn't offer health insurance to his employees. Now he would have loved to because if he if he if he had it in the business, he could have gotten health insurance himself through the business. But uh, you know he was the guy running the bar, and so apart from the cost of it, he was the one who'd have to go out and negotiate right. with the insurance companies. That wasn't the reason he bought this bar, you know, to go out and negotiate with insurance companies, you know, this administrative stuff. But if he could have joined the National Restaurant Association, and then they sent him a list of the options right. available in his area for insurance, and he decides how much he wants to pay for his employees, they would pay the, the rest. Maybe he picks it all up. I don't know. And then he just checks a box and says, okay, I want to be in yeah, this one. And he right. sends in the check every month. And his people decide what they want to join. He'd probably do it. And that that's where the problem is, Jamie. When I studied it, yeah. 
if yeah. you think about this, let's get into this just for a second. <laughs> well, it was brave. We'll go on to what I mean, you want to talk about. But if you think about this, where is the problem with the uninsured? Okay, so it's not for people, for older Americans, because they're on Medicare if they don't have, like, retiree coverage, right? It's not basically for lower-income Americans, because they can go on Medicaid. That's not great insurance, but it's insurance, right? It's not for people who work for a big company. Because they've got health insurance. Uh, it's And then there's a bunch of other different uh, – uh, it's not for federal or state employees. That's not the problem because federal and state employees all have coverage. Yeah. Right? So when right. you start slicing off who has coverage, what you're, what you're left with is high-risk people, people who have a history of illness typically, so they couldn't buy it on the, on the individual market, and who work for small businesses. And that's why I got interested in it because I was right, the chairman right. of the well, small I mean, business committee. You know, it was like that's, a number one problem that's, for small businesses. You know, one of those things where and again we, we had the arrange we had the fix, more, uh, but we didn't have didn't the people who were who were able to play playing more compassionate uh, for their, their own special self interest, and so that's how it's a it's a textbook example. Where people wonder, like, how did we get an avenue through which something like Obamacare passes, and it's from this false idea. That there are people in yeah, Washington, for instance, cooperating with uh, each other on behalf of Americans. And I'm not talking about being bipartisan as much as they have people who could make the fixes and, and, and make the changes they, like they need much. to, to, to <laughs> make. Uh, and and, and do things also, the, the right the way. And instead, what we get that is this: the you get somebody like Obama who uh, comes in, and he wants to create an to entire. They got to understand that most of the scholars new, on both gigantic, the left and the right almost new branch of government, so uh, and he's able to do that because other people just simply abdicated the right their responsibilities, and so that's how you get big, gigantic pieces of legislation. The same way it goes if you, if you want to talk about clean Missouri. Um, the repeated ethics violations and things like that down in Jefferson City we result in draconian the, responses. The like the uh, and then you're able to also okay. sneak in they, other they nefarious things like redistricting extreme. and that kind of thing. Uh, and, and, uh, and But that's so all a result Democrats of a lack in, of action that could have been taken before. Probably millions of examples like that. So I really like the Trump administration's practical approach in this area. Thank you. 
You're right. I mean, I think it's very valid right. to look at well, what you should um, be doing in government. What's your take on what's happening is with identifying this, this whole the bomb major thing? Problems. Uh, I, what I'm, you're already doing. I'm not really. Uh, and moving consistently. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the, in the camp of people I mean, the who buy any of it. But, uh, but whatever. Take it away. Incremental, what do you think? although they can be big increments. I mean, the welfare reform bill we passed in 1996. Uh, was an incremental change. It was, it was a big one, but we didn't junk the whole system. And generally speaking, the problem with doing that is that a lot of people who are pretty vulnerable have come to depend on existing arrangements. So if you just throw it out the window, like the, like Obamacare did with individual insurance, for example, you, you, you know, you start off hurting a whole lot of people before you even are able to get to the change that you think is going to be positive. Right. So I just, I, I think a, a practical approach to these things is generally best. Now, <clears throat> I think a, a practical approach will mo- more often be a conservative approach. Bill Buckley said one time that conservatism is the politics of reality. Okay. Uh, I don't want to enrage your leftist. Right. Uh, listeners, by saying that, I think that's generally speaking true, but there's no reason not to be open to proposals from the left. And um, I do think the left has uh, a lot to offer to the political dialogue. It's important for yeah. people to be thoughtful and to focus on on the practical outcomes of what they're proposing. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I, earlier I, I put this forth because I, I don't believe that uh, – that this is just one person. I think it's almost it's almost impossible to. I think people want to think that this is some right winger listening to Rush Limbaugh down in his basement at his workbench putting together a bunch of bombs and packages, yeah, and I sending them out. We, and that's just to, not. To, it's to not that easy. Days. I mean, to this me, person, uh, the, um, the, the the sophistication you, you make an excellent kind of point regarding that, the. It's not the, the sophistication the of the bombs or whatever they are, as much as it, as it is the operation. I'm going to be surprised of they can't getting find them out, out there. Who was responsible? Um, and, and, and so we'll know. it 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 just um, seems to right me now, that it's a I mean, well it, orchestrated. It be, it, I, I would uh, say it's probably most likely certainly uh, designed crack. plan uh, the, the argument uh, that that is looking for some kind of outcome. I mean, not that the uh, other than just simply terrorizing somebody. So working. that's but, my I mean, view it's, of an, it. it's a number of things happening at the same time. Yeah, I know. So it shows some element of planning. But on the other hand, uh, you know, a lot of these these crackpots are quite capable of that. I mean, uh, of, doing, of doing some planning. So I, don't, I just don't think we know, Jamie. And, uh, we're dealing with a, another constant problem here, which is everybody tries to politicize this kind of, this kind of thing. And particularly before they know anything about it. And, um, yeah. you know, it's uh, so I, I, I advise people, let's wait and see. And we probably will know if we don't, I'll be a little bit surprised if they're not able to trace this. That's a sign that that it might be somebody more sophisticated.
be able to figure this out. So we'll, we'll see in a couple of days. Uh, you know, when you're 10 days before an election, there's going to be, I mean, it's, everything gets politicized. Yeah, yeah. Well, Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You'd think. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Well, you know, and it is one of those things where you know, uh, you, you have right, and we're just getting news too that James Clapper now has gotten one too. So apparently, they've got the the, the B team bomb recipients out there today. We've got uh, Cory Booker and James Clapper. So. Um, I, I guess you right. know, well, nothing, nothing I hate to laugh about this because I'm really, uh, you know, no, I'm not it, it laughing not at terrorism, but it just anyway, this is all way too tight operation uh, for my uh, taste. And, and plus, I haven't seen any. You point out the video. That's one of the things I was wondering about. When are they going to show any video? To try to help get the public involved and trying to help them resolve this because there's somebody on video. I mean, hell. Under I mean, normal circumstances, footage. we'd have you know, ten videos out already. Deliver something but like this someplace. Not they, one is get you on, on video, and, and then they got facial recognition stuff, and they'll get fingerprints, and and they can look at how the bombs are constructed, and and deduce things about the signature right. of the bomb maker. They can go back and yeah. look where the components were bought, uh, and I'm sure that they're you know that the FBI and others are on this, <laughs> and. Um, you know, they should be able to figure this out. So we'll, we'll see in a couple of days. Uh, you know, when you're 10 days before an election, to be well, fair, I don't know. I know how it's handled. It's, everything gets politicized. Some so and that's, that's kind I'm of always expert. been the case. I mean, the climate <laughs> is worse today, but uh, I would have expected this to be, you know, politicized if this were 2008 instead of 2018. Right. It is still 2018, isn't it, my friend? I mean, I. Time goes by so fast, sometimes I find myself in the wrong year. So, well, we've already seen, we've already seen them. You know, I mean, people are already getting attacked. And, and you know, it's interesting, though, but, but it's all been at the hands of the left, not the right. And so, you know, this all I did with this whole thing is I, I looked at it in its totality and said, who's benefiting the most from this alleged bomb scare? And mm-hmm. it turns out that that amazingly, confoundingly, how is it that Maxine Waters can come out with a videotape talking about how we need to be more civil? Donald Trump is this and this and this. I'm going, wait a minute, yeah. dear heart. Didn't yeah, I just so see I you on tape advocating because, mini uh, civil wars and restaurants and at gas stations and everything and else? And how is it possible that Maxine Waters could be is able to cleanse them. herself uh, that prob- through that probably, this bomb scare? Hillary Clinton did the same thing. But, you know, on you October gotta, gotta 9th, she said there will be no civility until Democrats take over the House and Senate. And suddenly, two days ago, she's like, we need to be more civil. It's like, wait a minute. How is it possible these people are all able to wash their hands with the soap of a bomb scare. I'm just, I'm just, you probably do. I, it's, it's, uh, I'm just obviously glad that, right. uh, none of yeah. these things, uh, seem to have been, you know, actually workable, you know, so that 
nothing's going off. I mean, I, I am concerned that that if, if we don't start across the spectrum, not only not inciting people uh, to disorder and violence, but actively uh, enjoining people not to do it, that we're going to get, um, you know, we're going to get some incidents of real violence in the years ahead. And uh, once you, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think one of the reasons why people do this is because the country is closely divided, so that a tactic which is not going to work with the broad cross-section of voters, and which, in fact, they'll immediately smoke out and, and see it for what it is, could work to shift 1 or 2%, right? So 1 out of 100 people, uh, 2 out of 100. And when the elections are very close, that can make a difference. So I think that that is that incentivizes this kind of thing. Let's just move that last one percent because that's going to make a, in a closely divided election. That's going to make a big difference. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's where we're at. I mean, you know, uh, I'd like it if there were a, a more stable um, governing majority, particularly if it was one I agreed with. Um, a more stable equilibrium, but we haven't really, I mean, that's just not where the voters are. Yeah, and then flush all their past remarks down the memory hole, you know, like they never happened. And uh, it's it's really irresponsible. Um, And, you know, Jamie, I have and I've always had a real faith in uh, in, in the American voter. You and I have talked a little bit about this. Uh, I never All right, subscribe brother, to the theory, which a lot of consultants yes. do, that you can, um, as Lincoln said, fool all the people all the time. Of course, Lincoln said you can't do that. And that's, that's the point he was getting at. He said you can fool some of the people some of the time, and uh, <clears throat> but you can't fool all the people all the time, right? Now, I think one of the reasons why people do this is because the country is closely divided so that a tactic which is not going to work with the broad cross-section yep. of voters and which in fact they'll immediately smoke out and, and see it for what it is could work to shift one or 2%, right? So one out of a hundred people, um, two out of a hundred. And when the elections are very close, that can make a difference. So I think that that is, that incentivizes this kind of thing. Let's just move that last 1% because that's going to make a, in a closely divided election that can make a big difference. Um, and it's just, it's where we're at. I mean, you know, uh, I'd like it if there were a, right. a more stable, well, um, GDP at three and a half percent, you know, going okay. all right, Jimmy, I'm going to, I got to get um, to Doug Giles uh, down there in Texas, but I, I appreciate talking to you as always, man. And, really, and, uh, I mean, that's just thanks for the, the insight are. and glad we got to talk about uh, healthcare. Cause it's still, it's still, you know, sound technical and maybe too involved. Right? It's one thing people absolutely understand and get and, and are concerned about. So, so we, we, we hit the good stuff there. So thank you, buddy. Needs to be responsible. And we just have, all right, Jim Talent. Take care, bud. And um, and do the best we can. 
And I, you know, Jamie, again, if you step back and look at it, you, you probably want to go you step back and look at it. I mean, if you look at the yeah, economy, live from the discovery design international manufacturing studios, where the administration is really, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to get to Doug here in just one second. With, and uh, the uh, you guys heard by the, China, it was the night before for Christmas. Example. I mean, there's a lot of good things happening and I, and really thank pleased. you also to I'll, I'll say frankly that my friends over at Gold Oak Lending three one four five six seven years, gold because that's the better than I had thought they would. You're going to um, be. I, I think they're figuring things out. Set up for your home um, buying experience, your pre-approval, or your home loan, whatever it happens to be. Korea, which I never would have thought. In fact, I I would say uh, Give Doug you know, two years here. ago it's the hardest oh, issue here. to deal with. We we have a possibility there. All right, there he uh, is. We're reconstructing. Uh, the kind go. of partnerships that could enable us to stabilize the Middle East and constrain Iran. So and we're starting to rebuild the military, although it's going to be a long way to go of that. I mean, you can't. We dug ourselves in such a huge hole. Nobody should think this is Doug going to Giles, night. buddy. How you but doing, we're man? In the right direction. Good man. Had his first cup of coffee, Emmy. Yeah. Well, Which, you know what? Yeah. Well, I tell you, the the uh, I, I played be. earlier the night before Christmas. Uh, version that you did which is fantastic it's so it's damn hilarious and the painting's awesome but real quickly off the top though i noticed that they have the um the 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 b-team bomb recipients today they've got cory booker and james clapper so they've got the they've got the second tier these guys must have felt left out for a while there okay but, man uh they're on the list now Yeah, Clapper's like, wait a minute, Brennan got one, but I didn't. Cory Booker's like, wait a minute, I'm running in 2020. Kamala's probably out there bitching up a storm, too, because she hasn't seen her envelope yet. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm not buying any of this, so I, I, I'm, I'm not – listen, I'm not per, a person who's uh, light on terror by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want anybody hurt, and I don't want anybody terrorized, but this, th- none of this is adding up. <laughs> well, man. got a first cup of coffee in me, talking to my buddy. Life's good, man. Right. Yeah, they look like they look like uh, Wiley Coyote made him to to off the Roadrunner. Oh wow, that uh, that Democrat who's making him in his basement uh, must be working overtime to cover everybody. <laughs> That's pretty funny, yeah, but but but. Well, here's, here's the truth: would you put me in the hypocrisy, and I guarantee you've already you know, beat this like a 
No. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's way too convenient, and um, uh, I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but Dan Bongino was on television last night, and uh, he's you know he's he's got some inside poop on what goes down as far as uh, people who break laws, especially the terrorist element, and he thinks that there's going to be an expeditious arrest uh, coming very soon. And uh, he was he was a little coy last night. He said, I believe uh, who it is. Well, I better not say too much, but he said, I believe it's going to surprise everyone. <laughs> everything they say, everything they say is wrong. You know, the, uh, on CNN, they're like, this is just like 9-11. And Trump's like, uh, no, it's not. And uh, Bongino brings up, he goes, that these these things that were sent – and again, who wants to get that kind of weird crap sent to your house? I don't. You don't. Nobody does. But he said that these things weren't, weren't even intended to explode. 100% of the things that they claim, this is more like the liberal bombing. Well, earlier I said, you know, normally, like, for instance, <laughs> in anything you, you, you look at, I can't uh, you follow the money. And in, Amanda, in this case, you follow know, who a, has so far benefited from the, the most said, from this. I just made a bomb. And, and like so a, far, you're seeing, for instance, Maxine of, Waters, uh, who is able to erase everything she, she said had, before uh, this a with a videotape where she's talking about the need for more civility after after wanting many civil wars at restaurants, gas stations, beyond. Then you have Hillary Clinton, who on October 9th said there will be no civility until we... Win like the white uh, the uh, Senate and the House, then the suddenly leaves, calling for yeah, more civility. When, uh, when you have CNN uh, basically and, uh, portraying uh, themselves as victims and and see what happens when we're called the enemy media, blah blah. blah. So everybody has conveniently if, already uh, come up with their very tidy uh, responses to this bomb thing, and usually it's it's one in which they're able to cleanse themselves of any wrongdoing up until now. And there wasn't this you know humongous outcry. And I'm, yeah. and I'm skipping over a bunch of other stuff uh, that they've done uh, yeah. recently, especially these Antifa mobs and their vandalism and their physical threats and just their out-of-control uh, violent rhetoric. And now all of a sudden, this MAGA bomber – and this, this blows me away, Jamie. We don't even know who the blank uh, did this, and Daily Mail – CNN, MSNBC, all of them are, are already <laughs> labeling it the MAGA bomber. I guarantee, man, uh, I'm not a betting man, but they've been wrong on nearly uh, 100% of the things that they claim. This is more like uh, the liberal bomber. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, too, Doug, that, 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 you know, part of it is we can hardly – I was saying earlier, we can hardly be blamed for being cynical about these things after seeing the Russia story go south, the Kavanaugh stories go south. As you point out, the caravan story, which is looks to me like it's all fake. Even, even There was a woman – did you see that video from the woman in Juarez, in the streets of Juarez – uh, and the aftermath of the of the of the passage through of the caravan and and they left all this food behind all the clothes that were donated they just sat there and left in the street and this woman who's speaking spanish by the way she's a mexican woman is like i'm wondering whether these people are are for real because we we were told they were hungry and needed clothes and we gave them that stuff and they wound up leaving it behind in the gutters <laughs> I, I like it. I like it when Jorge Ramos it's the perfect storm. 
you know, the problem is, is that uh, there's video somewhere and there's eyewitnesses. <laughs> and uh, as Bongino said last night, you know, they're going to, uh, you know, somebody's going to be arrested real soon. And you know what? It's going to be a shock and awe. Uh, they're, uh, uh, who they are and, and possibly who, you know, what group they're affiliated with. And, um, they're trying everything, man. Bring the, bring the Guatemalans <laughs> and the Hondurans, you know, the stormy, come on, you know, sweat neck gang rape charges of Kavanaugh. Now we've got, you know, multiple, uh, fake bombs sent to, to, uh, the top tier of the liberal lunatic tree. And, um, I don't know what's next. Man. What is the <laughs> you know? Yeah, James? yesterday, buddy, I I had so much fun with the Jorge tape because I didn't even listen to a word Jorge or Martha talked about. I just watched the people behind him, and and it, and I had a five minute and fifty six second clip, and I and I pointed out that four people walked by Jorge Ramos with their faces covered in scarves. One of them wearing an L.A. Clippers shirt. And, and walk, walks right by him. But four people in five minutes with scarves over their faces who didn't want to be ID. And I'm going, this is crazy, man. <laughs> right. I, I like it. I like it when Jorge Ramos is on Martha McCallan's show and he goes, Martha, this is the best of the best. They come in from South America. They're coming through Mexico. These are not criminals. And you got these guys, you know, with their shirt off and they're holding their crotch and they're wearing satin capri pants. Okay, well, then maybe, just maybe then, the they were covering their faces yeah, too uh, because of the exhaust room. from he the passenger buses with their hazard lights the on, Romanian which were driving alongside we of Miami, them. Who's, uh, who's a physician's assistant, who's one of the classiest uh, females <laughs> that we've met in many, many moons. I want him in line ahead of her. <laughs> She's been waiting 20 years. Making I mean, and, and, and so no wonder when this happens, taxes, uh, but damn it, with, with the bombs, Capri we're all just like here, going, right this now. is not, there's, this isn't right here. This, this doesn't look like anything real. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm watching one movie after another, you know, and now the Kavanaugh <laughs> rape charges featuring blah, 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 blah. It's like, Man, it's just it's on on and now here and the and here's the ca- caravan of migrants featuring your uh, wonderful Jorge Ramos and the rest of the gang. It's like wow, this is just too much. Well, you're just a racist, Jamie, to judge that. Maybe maybe they it was the high pollen count when they're coming through. You know, uh, Guanajuato, you know, because it, it, it is a bowl there and there is, you know, high uh, allergy content down there. And maybe they're just trying to breathe a little easier. And here you are, you white male conservative judging them, you heartless bastard. You are totally against what uh, the Lord Jesus wants, according to John Kasich, who has the skinny on Jesus and uh, his view of this invasion uh, that's about to occur on our border. I think it's I think it's Ben Sass's uh, Senate staff. 
maybe. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah, or just the sheer. Uh, you know, I, you know there's a. Off, uh, you know, Jorge do you know by a chance Kurt Schlichter? Ex- <laughs> explain. You heard of this what's guy going on to Martha? Yeah, well, he he, he wrote an article about how Ben Sass is like the wor- the just the representative of the worst of conservative elites, and it's a really it's a really good article, but it's it, it's very interesting. Uh, by the way, I saw this also. You posted this, and Wes is the one who wrote it, but you posted it as. Uh, a city once again. Chick Fil A is being harassed uh, by in in Pittsburgh uh, because of its support of a uh, children's charity, and so now uh, they're 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 uh, being attacked for yeah. their support here. What's going on with this story? Throwing man? everything, man. That's what I'm asking. It's like, what's next? You know, after this, you know, what what comes after? Uh, this failed attempt. And again, you know, uh, it, it could be some kooky freaking right wing lunatic neo Nazi dude who's who's making crappy bombs in his basement. And uh, and if he is, Clash Daily will be the first uh, to crap down his throat and stuff. Uh, but man, you know, again, I'm not a betting man, Jamie, but I I would almost uh, bet the farm that it's going to be some little. Democrat who thought was helping the cause, man, by turning the attention against Donald Trump and, and his supposed violent rhetoric of exposing CNN's consistent 24-7, 365 uh, fake news. Dude, I... Dude, I... Do these people not learn anything? Yeah. I don't know him personally. Yeah, no, but... Yeah, and then it, then it then it turned out they were like people who were gay who were actually going there, you know, and it's and and, and taking pictures of themselves eating Chick Fil A even after all that. I mean, I got to tell you though, dude, uh, I've the, the Chick Fil A near me. Uh, it it could be it doesn't matter what time of day it is. It could be two thirty in the afternoon, noon, lunch, four o'clock, whatever. The lines are going. Are unbelievable. Well, uh, as most of you guys know, uh, America's most successful Christian uh, food chain might be driven out of a children's community event in Pittsburgh over the owner's Christian based view of marriage and homosexuality if the Pittsburgh City Council <laughs> has its way. Uh, the Chick fil A in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Chick-fil-A Pittsburgh Kids Marathon is a one-mile run slated for May 2019. <laughs> the events for the kiddos and the families participating <laughs> no in the No doubt about it. I know. Good, yeah, you know, your Pittsburgh Chick-fil-A Marathon. is right now it's running around your backyard, correct? activity and nutrition program. But don't you bring any of that, you know, marriage between man and wife. And Jesus said that's what God joins together in Matthew <laughs> oh. 19, verse 6, around this soiree because we're, ain't, we're not having man of it. <laughs> And it, and it, I mean, I do these people not learn anything? Remember the last right, time exactly. Chick Fil A was targeted uh, by the rabid LGBTQ uh, crown? <laughs> I bet the owner, who's the guy who owns Chick Fil A, Catherine or something, <laughs> like, yeah, attack me again. I like billions of dollars. <laughs> All right, this t- was the night before Christmas, so I played this on Monday or Tuesday. Right. I can't remember, but I played it on, and I laughed out loud. 
at most of it. But then, but then the one line that totally threw me because it didn't rhyme or anything. I, and I, don't, I don't know whether you can hear. I guess you can hear. I don't know whether you can hear what I'm playing. Hold on a second here. Let me see if I can play it. Hey, hang on. Oh yeah, brother. When the one when uh, we first moved to Austin, we're out. We're way out in the country now. We don't need no Chick Fil A anywhere near us. Um, but when we moved uh, to Austin originally, we we're up in this swank part uh, by Lake Travis. And I'm telling you, brother, uh, three drive-in lanes, all of them just freaking packed. Listen, if I was <laughs> gay, was, I'm not, but I like uh, Kate Hudson movies. If I was gay, and it was between some fussy, petulant. Yeah, it was per- it was perfect. It was like it, it was so the off oh the grid God, and unexpected. It was it, it was pickle, fantastic. So, uh, really good, <laughs> very good read. And uh, you were cracking yourself up reading some of it because it was so damn yeah, good. We hear them every. I don't have any uh, actually, thank God. But our neighbors do, and that crap, you know, starts real early in the morning. So I'm <laughs> thinking about uh, pellets that was... in them, but uh, I don't want to be accused of, you know, being the the chicken killer, Doug Giles. We all knew it was coming. We all saw the signs. He was on Jamie's show, and he's talking about his anger towards the chicken, and now he's done murdered one. So I don't want that to happen because, you know. Uh, CNN would be all over us. And uh, supposedly, hopefully, after Halloween gets behind us, um, we're going for the Santa Trump uh, lawn decoration. <laughs> oh man! Dude, are you going to do a? You mean a pl- like a plastic lighted Santa Trump? Tore open the shutters, knocked yeah. over my stash. The moon on the breast okay. of the new fallen snow gave luster of midday to the objects below. When what to my wondering I eyes love should it. appear? A bulletproof sleigh and eight modern yes. deer. With a bold epic driver so lively and quick. I was I just about a great because I was just about to say I will buy boxes of the Christmas cards, dude. I mean, I'm telling you, that would that's <laughs> yeah, that's I kind of, I kind of, I kind of uh, you know what, uh, if you really, you know, this would probably be expensive there, to do because I, I actually, it just so happens that uh, I'm kind of weird this way, but oh, my whole life I've collected uh, vintage plastic lighted Santas, and so uh, I, I pretty much have every. Like people have tried to give me plastic lighted Santas, Santas they found at like a garage sale or something. No, I'm, I'm sitting there while one. I'm reading I my version much of every the single the, the, mold Donald Trump edition of a plastic like, lighted Santa that you can. This is what that, I do that, for a living. I cannot believe this. And so I and I put them all out on my <laughs> but yard. But the Santa Trump painting, man. The Santa Trump painting. I have my my uh, plastic lighted danger scene and everything else I love. Several different uh, but, but uh, sizes and price points over at Doug They can get a little tiny one the, uh, uh, on luster paper. And, and then Christmas we have the Whoppers, man, the, the Jaclay on canvas that are 24 by 30 inches. And uh, supposedly, hopefully, after Halloween yeah, right. gets behind us, um, we're going for yeah. the Santa Trump uh, lawn decorations. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how long that'll last in somebody's yard. <laughs> I know. And, uh, well, you betcha. And there's probably, if, even if you, I'm, I'm not into the vinyl uh, yeah, lawn decorations, to get, but you could probably uh, make again, a big ass blow um, up. Uh, a version of my painting, Trump, just a big, just a big ass sign put in the yard with with Santa Trump, you know, with his bag full of goodies and lifting his hand <laughs> to the deplorables. 
telling them MAGA Christmas, baby. And uh, Christmas cards, too. Big stacks uh, with the with the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem in it. So should be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how how is uh, so? What's the final kind of uh, tally on in, you think on this uh, Cruz O'Rourke race? I, I I still can't imagine this guy O'Rourke winning a Senate seat in Texas. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, if you can if you can find somebody, uh, I'm sure it's just one uh, Google away who can do it. I got. I'm sure my store over at Keep and Bear will, will do it, man. There's more Jamies than just you out there that want a big old plastic mug of Christmas. You know, you know how you know how triggered cities. We're we're talking about doing a big old thank you to uh, uh, to President Trump. Uh, billboards in New York City, D.C., and uh, Dallas area. And um, uh, do you know how triggered people be if they see the Santa Trump? I, I guarantee uh, bedlam will ensue. The left, they'll drive through somebody's yard to, to crush it or something. So you got to so you got to you got to do what the uh, the Ted Cruz supporters are doing. If you put it in your yard, make sure that you uh, you put as the base uh this this board with nails sticking up through it and then it's yeah i mean the, i think i think he i think Santa he's Trump trying to that. kind of so uh, when the liberal slow down some mind, over optimism and, and, and some front complacency yard to try to run over the about, you know, Trump, that, i i'd argue that you know, the, the idea of republicans going out about and, a quarter mile down the road and, and or staying <laughs> home and not rim. wanting to continue the three and a half percent gdp or the full employment or the is is there's just no way that's going to happen. It's so I, I can't imagine it. Yeah, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and uh, you know make the prediction the the giddiness yeah, that the left that's, has. That's the right. So okay, so of, now um, of, uh, not only quickly the, go, the, going back the to the president, the several other Santa Trump seats and, so, uh, so now and Congress. I'm, probably I, what in I November you're going to have all, all these the, other things the available like the cards or the that the kind of stuff. Of the the never Trumpers and the uh, and the rhinos and the giddy left on CNN and MSNBC. I think they're wrong, man. I think that I think the exact opposite is true. And all the people who made this, the same predictions about Trump and Hillary. Uh, are making the same predictions about Beto and other people. And you see sane uh, liberals, and I, I won't call Bernie Sanders too sane, but he's starting to dial back on this uh, blue wave stuff. It's like, listen, man, this this is if, – if you think it's going to be a wash, uh, 
you know, you need to think again. He said, this, this thing is tightening up tremendously. And I got to give it to him, man, because, you know, he wouldn't just BS in the crowd. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and one quick thing, the, too, the earlier, returns, uh, this is how ridiculous like the, the world has gotten. You know, again, I've never been, I'm not a fan of Megyn Kelly. I didn't think she comported herself well. It wasn't a good look on her, her never-Trumper outfit that she put on uh, while she was over at Fox News. And so I've never been, I was, you know, I thought it was a bad move on her part, and, and I thought her move to NBC was awful. And, and I also uh, think that, that, that ultimately with yeah, this that, whole thing uh, with the blackface deal, you know, I'm not, that, uh, and I'm not trying to get you to either, because just, just for and, the record, uh, so Doug Giles and Jamie Ullman do not know, support Halloween people stuff, in blackface. Uh, but this whole thing that happened to her over you know at NBC after, is the biggest... After, uh, uh, I take uh, off my nurse outfit. Rim job I've seen in a long time. I mean, it's, this was uh, some comment she made about Halloween costumes and, um, or something. And, I, and I, I suddenly NBC is, went out glorious. and basically just, I, I so much first of all, they reported that. the story like and, it was, uh, you know, Watergate. And I think it's all tied to her being remotely objective about Kavanaugh, which surprised me, actually. I was like watching her tapes and playing them going, this is Megyn Kelly actually sounding like she's making sense for our country, and so i think she i think this was a, a total uh, but if you look at that uh, then uh, total job I, on her uh, and, and i, I don't defend megan uh, kelly because she's megan kelly but i defend fun uh objectivity and honesty and righteousness and this was a bad thing that happened to her i did it i did it promises made promises kept merry christmas <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she could tour with uh, the Lilith Fair or whatever they do. Yeah, I, you know, and that's the thing too. Is it? Is it? I knew that you know ultimately how she thought it would work out well for her over at NBC. Because on the one hand, we were I wasn't going to watch well, her because sure, I had no interest uh, in, in her never Trumperness. And, uh, and then the NBC uh, people and all the people in the NBC, mainstream media and that viewership um, didn't like her because she was over at Fox at one time. So. She was Ronan stuck Farrow's either way, uh, and, um, but and the, yeah, they finally I get found sixty-nine a, million dollars. I don't have to be here for another two years. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think you're I think you're spot on, man. Uh, first of all, her, yeah. her ratings were in the tank to begin with. Uh, Kelly and Ryan killing her. Oh. I don't watch I don't watch TV until it, until Tucker comes on normally. Uh, but uh, I do read, and according to uh, the experts, Ryan and Kelly were crushing uh, Megan Kelly, and um, yeah, so. Um, so, you, you know, they've got to cut their losses, and uh, I believe you're right. I believe when she started, uh, you know, cheerleading for due process in the Kavanaugh hearing, and she wasn't, you know, just towing a, a 100% line with the Me Too movement and yeah. stuff, uh, right. yeah, it was it was time for her to go. And like you said, man, yeah. here she is crapping on yeah. uh, conservatives and libertarians. Bought. I don't know whether uh, you've ever seen the movie to, Elizabeth, you know, on the evil uh, but Donald I loved it when she like, cut wrong her hair off. And what he was I could have just, just, I could just seen her standing she, in front of a mirror made her with, bed with a big uh, pair of scissors the, the cutting your hair. Uh, slime machine, <laughs> and now she's exactly. been kicked out of... <laughs> yeah. She's friendless and homeless. Maybe Sarah McLaughlin can put her on one of those pet adoption commercials. Is that what Sinead O'Connor did? She'll find you know some place oh. to go. Maybe Alex Jones can hire Yeah. And uh, now all of a sudden she said, you know, all truth leads uh, to the Prophet Muhammad, of which, Jamie, the, the European uh, Council on Human Rights has decreed. You know, she was. Bro, she used to be. She used to be great until uh, she started reading her press and believing it. And she would try to do all that comedic stuff on Fox. Wow. And she is not a comedian, man. But when Megan was that hard nosed. You know, get in there legalese, butt kicking, uh, commentator and stuff with the gorgeous gams. Everybody, everybody loved Megan. Then she started getting that little snippy and, you know, uh, I want to be the white Oprah type vibe about her. That's that's her downfall. And there there is a spiritual lesson in that, Jamie. Stay in your lane, folks. You can be promoted to your level. Well, of I'll tell you, I said a long time ago uh, that, you know, Islam, uh, radical Islam is like a uh, is like a fungus going after a rotting tree. And so if you're remotely weak, like Germany has been, Austria, France, right. if you, uh, this this says a lot for nationalism like because Clark, you notice you the know, nationalistic countries right don't have a problem. Do Poland doesn't have an uh, issue. Italy even Islam. doesn't really have much of an issue. But Germany, yeah, uh, which just basically it's, closed uh, all its churches remember, and uh, secular and everything else, apologizing for its past, yep. and in France, she's, same way. Uh, and guess what? Islam, guess who's being I, again, overrun the most by radical Islam? These two rotting trees. To be crazy. this uh, radical uh, feminist who took no crap from the Pope or whomever, 
And uh, now all of a sudden she said, you know, all truth leads uh, to the Prophet Muhammad, of which, Jamie, the, the European uh, Council on Human Rights has decreed that anything that's defamatory, any kind of disparaging comments against the Prophet Muhammad is now illegal. Say goodbye to freedom of speech, especially in Austria. And uh, unbelievable. Artists, uh, artists, writers, that's what keeps us sane, speaking to this kind of garbage yeah, when, right. it, when it becomes nutty in any kind of religion is, is part and parcel of an experiment in this thing called freedom. And when, you're, when, it, when all of a sudden you're verboten to tackle any person uh, in yep. their past or doctrines and beliefs, etc., then you're not living in a free place anymore. <laughs> right on, man. Those are the those will be the immigrants that'll be well received, I guess, at that point. All right, buddy. Well, listen. Uh, have a great weekend and uh, keep up the great work. And appreciate you joining us as always. All right, brother. All right, you too. ClashDaily.com yeah. is where you can find Doug. And uh, yeah, the Christmas cards. That's a that's a that's a great idea. I'm in. All right, folks. Thank you. Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing for this beautiful studio. Thank you to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. Yeah, I agree, man. And, for all um, of your you know, window treatment needs, he's got it all. Politics and, and beautiful uh, Degas, or not materials Degas, and great David, prices, seven Goya, days a week. You got Picasso. 855-QUOTE-ME uh, is the number for uh, Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Delacroix, Mitchell Law Estate Agency. All these guys were, were painters against fascism. Uh, Check out the Pooty Wellness to, uh, people. You know, it's time to get back in action to, um, without uh, to their people. the Band-Aid known as the uh, these pills. It's and power. all done naturally, and Dr. Eric is great at that. Chesterfield uh, as well as down in South in County. Austria, you know? Doesn't yeah, matter you what your affliction happens to be, he will solve it, resolve it naturally. Uh, and once and for all, by the way. Thank you, Tracy Ellis and Rick. TracyEllis.com. Thank you to Nutrition HQ for all of your supplement needs, proteins, vitamins, pre-workouts, weight loss. It's Nutrition HQ. NHQ.rocks. Right there in Rock Hill, Manchester and McKnight. Thank you also to Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Vogel Road, date night, people. Hang out, have some whiskey, have some beautiful gin, have some nice off-the-grid beers. It's got an an unbelievable selection of beer. And, of course, cigars and a ventilation system that is uh, top-notch. Great, comfortable, beautiful place. Santino Cigars and Cocktails right there on Vogel Road in Arnold. And also thank you to Golden Oak Lending, goldenoaklending.com. 314-567-GOLD, 314-567-GOLD. It's Golden Oak Lending for all of your uh, home buying needs or your refi needs. Rates in the threes now. They got pre-approval for you for the home buying and a mortgage checkup for you to find out just how much your home can give back to you at a time you most need it. You got two months of float. You get up with them and you don't have to pay a mortgage payment for two months. So... All right. Have a safe, good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Matt. Have a good one, folks.